Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottom, the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. We're going slightly old school. This is what we like to call a wasted Wednesday. But I don't know how wasted anybody really is because, uh, you know, we're all responsible adults here. <laughs> I can't believe I said really now. I can't believe I said that with a relatively straight face. But, uh, no, we'll enjoy some tasty beverages over the course of the evening. We obviously have some good football to talk about. Maybe we'll dibble and dabble a little bit with the uh, MLB kind of playoffs. But it's probably going to be mostly football. But, you know, we'll catch up, have a little bit of fun, enjoy some beverages along the way. And uh, we'll see who makes the best fourth down call. Isn't that right, Shannon? <laughs> oh, anyway, I'm just kidding. You know, the problem with that is, is you know, think about the, think about what's going on in a league right now. With the quarterback rules and the proliferation of all these, I mean, I feel like fantasy football right now is screwy, but real world football is really screwy. Because I mean, it feels like like a third of the league is throwing three, three and four hundred yards like every week. I mean, it's oh, yeah. a, it's absolutely nuts. Does it make for fun football games? Yeah, sure, it's very watchable. You know, unless you love defense, then it's not as watchable. But uh, there's a lot of offense, man. There's a lot of stuff. There's a <laughs> The air raid is is in effect, man. You know, this is definitely not a dead ball era in the NFL, to put it mildly. Uh, and on one hand, it's a lot of fun. You know, I mean, it really is. Uh, you get a lot of <laughs> you get a lot of touchdown opportunities. You get some goofy celebrations, um, and your stats are a little bit crazy. And you know what's funny? You're looking at people, and you're like, "Oh, they only had 300 yards." <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> come on, dude, step your game up. So it, it's definitely a different feel to this season. And that's not to say that it hasn't morphed into a passing league over, you know, the past decade or so. I mean, it clearly it has. But I think we're really feeling the effects of that, just the way the offenses are, the way that they've been barring things kind of roots up from college, the RPO. There's a lot of things that kind of go into that. Um, and we have a lot of young quarterbacks that are playing some, you know, very entertaining football and some offenses that are really lighting it up. You know, it, it's going to be weird over you know, the careers of some of these guys. The potential numbers that they could put up are going to make what other people have done, you know, not seem pedestrian, but it, it's going to, you know what I mean? It, it's just going to be weird. We're, we're almost going to have to, you know, you know how they talk about like the Super Bowl era? You know, you got your pre-Super Bowl era, then you have your Super Bowl era, and you, they talk about a lot of records with that. And I, I, we're just going to see these guys, if, if this is the way the league's going to be, you know, passing heavy, passing centric, quarterback centric, and and just stat padding central. You know, give some of these guys a few years. My God, I mean, they're just going to crush records, man. It, it's going to be bananas, and we're gonna we're gonna look back and we're gonna remember the, you know, some of these guys. You think of Marino and you know Elway, and obviously Favre kind of danced most. He got a little bit of kind of the passing league, but that really wasn't predominantly what his career was. And then you get kind of you know, to today, and you think about Mahomes coming in, what he's doing, and, you know, I, I just it's just nuts, man. Um, so the numbers are going to get skewed. They're going to get a little crazy, but I guess enjoy enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. But we do have some other stuff to get to, but it sets the table a little bit because um, I just think the offensive play, uh, the, the risk-taking that we're seeing in a lot, a lot of scenarios, the willingness to throw one forth, you know, it, it, we are a far cry from three yards in a cloud of dust, buddy. <laughs> we are a far cry from that, man. Joe the, Gibbs weeps. Yeah, yeah those, day, those days are gone. Those <laughs> days are gone. But you know what? Let's get everybody in here, man. 
First of all, yo, Shannon Twitter Terminator, what's up, brother? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. Kentucky's 5-0 and in football. The calendar just turned to October, and the main focus isn't on basketball at this point. It's amazing. It, it's crazy. If I if I had told you how much people were going to be rallying up behind Wildcat football, what would you have thought? I would have <laughs> thought you were uh, hitting the bong there. I would yeah. have had you take a pee test to uh, get on the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's crazy because like I was listening to um, CBS radio the other day, and they had Benny Snell on, and the guys were just going nuts, and they said, hey, you know what? Send us a, a UK football sweatshirt, and we'll wear it on the air. Look at that. Like, I mean... It, the last two or three weeks on ESPN, when they do the SEC only show, UK's been the first game. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. Well, I guess it's, if, it's, I guess if the kids aren't going to show up for Alabama football, at least <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Nick Saban's are like that's, calling people. That, that, that is lame, dude. That's how you know your team has been too good for too long. People are like, eh. It's college. It's one thing to not show up at the pro level. You know what I'm saying? Looking at you Redskins fans. That team's not even good. You guys don't even show up. What the hell? Um, but but it's nuts. I mean, Alabama, That that's a pretty devoted fan base. I mean, I think you can go just about anywhere in the country and, and just randomly say, like, roll tide, and somebody's going to say it back to you. And here they are. They have, like, students being like, eh, nah, <laughs> not going. Whatever. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it feels like... Alabama's like when you're like 10 or 11 years into it, like a dynasty league back in the day on NCAA football. Yep. And you've just got all the five stars and nobody can touch you. And I mean, you're still dominating everybody, but now we see the effects. Like no one's going to start showing up to your games because they assume you're going to win by 40 or 50 points. At least go and have fun with the rest of the rest of the crowd, the rest of the city. I mean, seriously, go tailgate. I mean, look in college. Look, I know that VCU is undefeated in football and that Shannon and I matriculated at the mighty VCU. By the way, tip of the captain Moali Cox for getting on field, transitioning from a basketball pass. yeah. Yeah. Catching his first pass. Hopefully the first of many. Good to see that. And he dude. also got his first penalty. Clowny, <laughs> clowny, clowned him. <laughs> he also got his first penalty. Trial by fire, buddy. Trial by fire. But I mean, that's a big transition for a guy that didn't play college football. You know what I mean? I mean, they're in a basketball. I, the, the joke is always VCU is undefeated. Uh, I believe they still sell those shirts in the bookstore. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So decent basketball team. They've obviously had some you know blips here and there where they've been pretty good. But you know, I mean, to think about somebody didn't play college football that is that has now and was a solid well, he was a good college basketball player he was good you know yeah, he was solid yeah he was a solid he was a good guy uh and to make that transition and to and to, to, to just grind and then get on the field in the nfl it's a big accomplishment so a tip of the cap to moali cox for that one that was good to see uh and you know you think about some other guys that have done it but a lot of those other guys played they, they were good in basketball but they played college football too you know what i mean so that that that's kind of a neat thing. Obviously, one 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 reception does not a career make, <laughs> but a tip of the cap nonetheless. Hey, um, you'll probably get to play again because Jack Doyle's probably going to be out again. Yeah, I know Hilton's not making the trip, so no. I, I'm sure Dwayne or not Dwayne Allen. He's on the Patriots. I'm sure Mo Ali Cox will see the field. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Likely this podcast is up in time for anybody to listen before the game tomorrow night is pretty low. Uh, we'll at least talk about it a smidge. 
Um, but uh, we won't we won't dive too deep, only because you know by the time people listen to the podcast, it will have already occurred. But I think we can have a little bit of a lead into it as a uh, point. Of I'm curiosity. taking the Patriots in my uh, survival league. It, are you are you really? Yeah. No, that's bold. That's bold. All right. I, I, it's the, yeah. yeah. I got, they got this. <laughs> they got this. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, I think in honor of uh, Randy and his uh, battle versus the kidney stones, I was going to give you a little Rolling Stones tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was nothing rolling about that stone, let me tell you. <laughs> what? There, there was me in a freaking ER room going, uh, why is the morphine not working? So, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad but- that... I'm glad that you know you you excreted it, you passed it, you you as Shannon would put it, you passed it through the pee hole. I'm just glad that's done for you. Um. <laughs> Trust me, I, I'm relieved it's out too. It's one of those sensations where you're kind of like, "What the hell was that?" Oh wait, that's right. But, oh. Yeah, yeah. If so. anybody deserves a salute o'clock, it is Randy Giggity Giles. And here's a tip of the cap to Randy Giles. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Now, now, if only I could have at least enjoyed some football wins on my part this weekend. But no, yeah, both no. my teams had to come up short. Well, yeah, but the 49ers at least made a game of that one. I did not I did not think they were going to make that entertaining in any capacity. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought the Chargers were going to roll them. I really did. Um, and I know the Chargers got them in the end. But, hey, look, what was it? Uh, Kittle had, what did he have, like an 83-yard touchdown? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Wasn't well, that the longest touchdown by a tight end in, like, 49ers history or something? <laughs> Makes sense. I, yeah. I would have to. I think it is. Yeah. Probably one of the longest touchdowns by a tight end ever. Like, I think Shannon Sharp had like a 90 some yarder in an AFC Championship in, game once. Entirely, but. entirely possible. Uh, we'd have to, we'd have to, you know, fact check, stat check, that kind of stuff. But, you know, they made a game of it. So you, you have to give them some credit for that. Um, although Bethard, obviously, at the, at the tail end of that, you know, got lit up and they got a lot of pressure on that guy and he, and he turned it over. But, you know, they had some fight in them, and that was good to see. They had a lot more fight in them than Tampa Bay did. God bless. That team got their ass handed to them. But, you know, I don't know. It's tragic. Yeah, fits fits tragic. Yeah. Well, I mean, for Tampa, not nobody could do anything so, right, I mean, at all. But, but yeah, and, of course, for me, for Syracuse, they just mm-hmm. ran out of gas against Clemson. They just, they just didn't have it in them to finish them off when they had the chance. That's, and, a, that's a big ask. You know what that I mean? That was... Clemson, I mean, Syracuse played a fantastic game. Clemson just, they went exclusively to the running game in that second half. And it was their running back became the first Clemson running back since 09 to go for two hundred and three touchdowns. Woo. It's showtime. There you go. But Syracuse, dude, Dungey played his tail off. That team played their tail off. They yeah. honestly deserve to be in the top 25 because that is a top 25 team. Yeah. Um, they played very well. I mean, Clemson, they just have so many five-star dudes, and they were just able to make the plays at the end. But Syracuse, did. they 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 played their tails off, and they deserved to be on that field that day with Clemson. Yeah. Well, you know, those, those big programs, that I mean, they have depth. they got star power. They have, you know, the blue chippers. They have a, there's a lot of things that are in their favor, even if their students don't bother to show up. Roll Tide! Yeah. Uh, Oh, so, they rolled all right. Yeah, they rolled right on out of there. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even show up. It's like class at Alabama. They don't show up. 
<laughs> no, that's UNC, buddy. That's UNC. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's UNC. Oh man. Uh, like uh, like random here. Hold on. I don't know why this just popped into my head, but it was really funny. I'm pretty sure it was Bob. U- yeah, it was Bob Euchre, and I could swear he was on Dan Patrick. And uh, Dan Patrick was like, you know, do you think you could still, you know, take a catch from a pitcher, or could you do this? Could you do that? And you know, blah blah blah. And so Euchre said something like, Yeah, you know, I can get a pitcher, a pitcher of Miller Light or something like that. I, I died. I thought it was so damn funny. Euchre's the best, yeah, you, dude. He, I love that guy. Yeah, he, he's an absolute right. I need to look for a Bob Euchre soundboard. That man, God bless that man, deserves it, dude. Wouldn't it be awesome if Milwaukee got to the series and like you could just listen to Bob Euchre calling the games on the MLB? Like, MLB might cry, but it would be pretty entertaining. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you kidding me, Bob Euchre on the mic? It's like Major League all over again. Oh I no, mean. I think it would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I would just have just a bit outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny Christ, dude. One hit. Yeah. One goddamn hit. You can't say GD <laughs> on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Now. <laughs> nice. Oh. Love that. It's my all-time favorite sports movie, by the way. See, I don't even—I don't even know what my all-time favorite sports movie is. I, you know, like I'd have to—I'd have—I probably have to rewatch some stuff. Like if you at like right now, I couldn't even—I just couldn't tell you. I can. Well, I can tell you, it's not the damn Mighty Ducks. I know that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I think my favorite sports movie might be watching the 1991 SI highlight video of the Redskins. Maybe that's my favorite sports movie. Because it, it feels like make-believe at this point in my life. <laughs> that was not nice. <laughs> that's okay, though. Oh, man. And uh, Bull Durham, I think those are my two favorite baseball movies. Yeah, Bull Durham was fun. Major League. See, I remember Major League. I enjoyed that as a kid. I never saw Ten Cup. I have no idea if that's decent or not. And it was all right. I have vague memories of Rudy, but I haven't seen it in so long. It doesn't mean anything to me. So I don't that's know. But I, good. I think some of those movies, as as like my kids get a little bit older, I think it'll be kind of fun to to dig some of those back up and rewatch them. And and honestly, they, you know, I I think there's a lot of things that you see as a kid that. Your perspective is different when you see them as an adult because different things resonate with you. And let's be honest, as a kid, you don't know how much life's going to kick your ass. <laughs> you really don't. You really don't, man. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just the way that it is, right? It's just the way that it is. But, and then by the time you're a parent, you know, if, you ha- you know, if you're a parent, if you have kids, and then it, it shifts again, you know what I mean, with, with what resonates wow. and what means a lot to you. Uh, so it's just an interesting perspective. So some of those movies that, that you know, Oh, it's not going to be Air Bud. It won't be that one either. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'd be kind of shocked if it was. Because, although, to be honest, I, I'd think U, that UMBC uh, disagrees with you. Air Bud might be super popular in Colorado, though. Oh, that's, that's very true. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. My bad. My bad. Uh, well, look, man. Well, let's. Uh, you know, I guess let's bounce around with some some games and some topics in the NFL. Have have a good old time. Um, I will ask this though, only because it, it's it's pertinent, um, and I'd ask Shannon briefly pre-podcast, like you know, and and you know, baseball's crazy because you know I'm a pretty casual baseball fan. I, lo- I loved it as a kid. The strikes really took a lot of it out of me, and so I follow it pretty casually. And I like to tease people that I'm a Yankees fan because it's what I grew up with. But 
you know, I mean, whatever. I just kind of let it be, right? But when you get late season and you get that playoff push and you get in the playoffs, that's when I do enjoy baseball again. A, because you see some crazy things. It, I swear to you, you see oddball stuff when once you get late season and then the playoffs. I mean, we've got bro-hugging memes going on. <laughs> I, never in my life have I seen somebody hug it out on the, on the base path like that. That's freaking nuts. Um, but, like, how cruel is it? How cruel is it for a team like the tu- uh, the Tubs? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're in the ice tub. They're icing down, I guess. Um, Yasuo Puig might be drinking, you know, tubs of beer if he's going to keep doing post-game pressers like that for the Dodgers. God bless. He's funny, by the way. That cracked me up. Uh, but anyway, for a team like the Cubs to basically, you know, get through the season, this long regular season... And then they have a game that they lose against the Brewers. Then they lose against the Rockies. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. Season's done. See you later. Peace out. Like, poof. It's cruel. There's there's a certain cruelty. I mean, all sports have kind of that. You can have that rapid fire exit where you just get taken out. But I, I think it's particularly pronounced. I think the contrast, the thing about baseball is that you have this monstrous regular season. And sometimes you have, you know, you've whooped somebody head to head. You know what I mean? You, you can have this great head to head record against them, and you get into a scenario like that, and you have a bad game, or you just get taken out, or freak crap happens, or you hug it out in the base, whatever, and just boom, done, gone, poof, bah. It's nuts. I mean, the, C- the Cubs had a, what, a five game lead in September at one point, and it's not like they played bad in September. It's just Milwaukee was just on fire. In September, and they ended up catching them and tying them. And for whatever reason, Major League Baseball, instead of going by tiebreakers and all that, says, "Nope, you're going to play another game." You get one more, so you get game one sixty three, and then after that, then you get the loser gets the wild card. <laughs> I mean, in in Chicago for the Cubs, like you had two home games. And you're still at home. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have to go very far. I mean, I, I don't know, dude. dude that's just... Did they, that's, do they deserve the fail, the fail horn? Yeah, the they night? do. Yeah. I mean... Actually, you know what? Let's, let's do them right. I mean, I, I do empathize with the Cubs fans, but, I mean, seriously, guys? Seriously, that's how that went down for you? How do you fuck that up? <laughs> how... Do you fuck that up? <laughs> Apparently pretty easily. Apparently. By the way, kudos to the Yankees. I haven't, I haven't looked at the score, but they were, I think they were beating the brakes off the off the A's earlier tonight. They won. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks, Bronx Yankees Ballers. and Red Sox. There Wendy you go. Will be, have Dude, some fun. I mean, is your ratings – Dude, it's your ratings bonanza. Oh yeah, I, I it's hope, only a five game series. Well, that's okay. I hope I hope the I hope the Red Sox like give free tickets or something to that dude that uh, bounce bean you know Stanton with that home run ball. Oh dude, he, he should he he's got he got to get that guy yeah, free tickets. You got to you got to bring that guy back in. That was one of my favorite moments of the week, dude. I, I loved that. I absolutely loved that. I thought it was hilarious. Hilarious. How do you know which guy it is? <laughs> it's the one in the Red Sox shirt. Take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> this cracked yeah. me up. As but, Lou Brown would say, get him a uniform. You get him, get him a uniform, buddy. <laughs> no, that that was that was a hoot. That was a hoot. I, I enjoyed that quite a great deal. I made the mistake of deciding, like, I decided to stay up for that game last night, and then I let Blue out oh. late, and then she disappeared. I'm like, well, pff, f it. I'm just gonna watch this game. 
I did not realize that game would drag on the way that it did. Oh my god! But yeah, it was a tough day at work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Although this game tonight ended up early, so it's like, come on, guys, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least look, look. If we got nothing else out of the Rockies and the Cubs, we got. Oh, uh, what Nolan Arenado and Javier Baez hugging it out. That's so uh, that's yeah. hug it out, bitch. Hug, hug it out. Hug it, bro. Hugs, man. Bro. Hugs. That's <laughs> 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 pretty good. So anyway, speaking of bro hugs, we should give Randy like a bro hug for uh, you know passing that kidney stone. You know, uh, should we should we go salute a clock? I think so. All right, we fine. do. Here we go. Here we go. So uh, tonight, I'm enjoying a Stone uh, Fear Movie Lions Double IPA, an unfiltered double IPA. Uh, a little eight and a half on that bad boy. It's a tall can, man. It's a 16-ouncer. It's pretty, it, I do really enjoy this beer. Uh, and then, of course, I have my Beam and Coke. I haven't tapped into that Hundy. You know, Shannon, uh, by the way, I appreciate that for my birthday. You gave me a bottle of that 100-proof Captain, which I do love. I actually think that's way better than regular Captain Morgan, but it gets you in trouble. It, like, that's that's one of those liquors you're making cocktails, you're having a good old time. Next thing you know, you're like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're all Ric Flair wooed and running around and acting like the fool. So, oh, come on. It's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not, not really. <laughs> but, that, but that one creeps up on you really quickly, so... Uh, I'll tap into that on a on a different week, but uh, that's okay. But yeah, man, the, the Fear Movie Lions, man, that's a, that's a good that's a good double double IPA, bud. Mighty tasty. Shannon, what you got, bro? Well, I'm doubling up tonight. I'm having a South Street uh, Satan's Pony, and then I'm having a Hardywood Farmhouse Pumpkin. Nice South Street out of Charlottesville. Yeah, man, this yeah. is actually pretty darn good. To Satan's Pony, yeah. it's my first time having this one. Yeah, they've got some good beers. They've got some good beers. Obviously, uh, you know, I'm a little bit biased to some of the some of the, the hoppy stuff, but we we've, we've gone there and eaten and and hung out. If, and if I could, I'm pretty sure this is South Street. Yeah, they have like cheese curds. Yes, and you like well, that sounds terrible, but oh my god, they are really good. Yes, <laughs> they are really the good. Yes, yeah. very good. Very good. Sounds dumb, but mighty good. Uh, anyway, uh, Randy, what you got, bro? Well, I have uh, myself a big-ass bottle of Victory Golden Monkey. There you go. Oh, yeah. And Shannon and I have had Satan's 20 before. It's delicious. Yes. Is that Cheers. because you declared victory on, on that uh, on that kidney stone? Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. Dude. There you go. Like dust of the wind. <laughs> got that thing out of there. Mm. <sighs> yeah, that thing has some adverse effects on me, especially when uh, there's a couple other things you don't do for a couple days when you're in that much pain for a little bit. Uh... Yeah, Monday morning was interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Do, do you have the uh, let me poop uh, dialed up, Justin? No, I had something else dialed up. Does that count? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Dang, bro. Yikes. Let me poop. We haven't heard that one in a while. And mm-hmm. if you actually had that, we were going to talk about bodily functions first off, first right off the bat. Take a shot. In sports movies? I, that was not even on my list of talking about. <laughs> let me poop. Let me poop. Can't hold it in anymore. <laughs> 
That was my theme song Monday morning. <laughs> you sure it wasn't Let It Go? <laughs> That's tomorrow, and that is it for us. <laughs> and we will leave you with a... I can't do it. Can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it live! Fuck it! <laughs> do it live! I can go write it and we'll do it live! <laughs> fucking thing sucks! Hell yeah, it does, Bill. Indeed it did. That was, that was Randy talking about the morphine <laughs> on Saturday. Man. Oh my gosh. Oh, dude, <clears throat> I am so were sorry you, about that. That's brutal. Were you doing Whitfield impressions while you're passing that thing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, which chewy sound is the passing the kidney stone? <laughs> that one, maybe. That, I, I'd buy that one. <laughs> so would I. <laughs> That's more like it right there. <laughs> <laughs> now, was that the kidney stone or Monday morning? <laughs> that was Monday morning, actually. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Goodness oh my gracious. gosh. In my opinion, that sucked. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Anyway. <laughs> oh, speaking of thanks, Coach, by the way, man, uh, let's dance around on some topics. Yeah, we, d- we did get kind of silly. Um, let's dance around on a couple of topics real quick. We're going to get to Mahomes. That, that's a big deal. But, Shannon, as the resident Colts fan, number one, I appreciate the fact that that team came back in that game because it looked like uh, the Texans were just going to hand their ass to them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was 21-10 in the third. Deshaun Watson takes it in for a touch. It was 28-10, to man, in the third quarter. They strap up the rally caps and come on back. Uh, and kudos to them for that. Absolutely. All right, kudos to them for that. I think that that, that was legit. You know, obviously they end up uh, with a two-point conversion, end up forcing overtime, the trade field goals. And then we get to this fourth-and-four deal. And they, they did the old time test to try to draw them off sides. Didn't work. Shocker. Um, and then it's fourth and four, and, and they go for it. And really, that's an execution problem because the play was there. It was it was a bad throw from luck. It was, yeah. it was, it was too low. Mm-hmm. So it was a bold strategy. It didn't pay off in that particular case. Obviously, it gave Houston a, a pretty a short field to work with. They got a 24-yard gain to DeAndre Hopkins. You know, they end up setting themselves up for the game-winning field goal. Boom. There you go. But, you know, Frank Reich's like, we're not playing the tie. We're going to go for that 10 times out of 10. It's who we're going to be as, as a team. That's our mindset. So I love it. I mean, it, it's aggressive. It didn't work out. But, you know, you think about, you know, keep in mind Vrabel and the Titans, what, you know, they've been willing to go for it. And, I mean, you've seen if it works out, you get respect and you get love. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When it doesn't work out, those are the breaks. But, you know, the Colts have led, and I didn't realize this, the Colts have led in fourth in the fourth quarter or overtime in every single game of the season. Wow. And they're one and three. So that huh. means that the only team they beat is the Redskins. Thanks. Um, but, I mean, the the Bengals, I think, are pretty good. Yeah. You know, the Bengals, I think, are pretty good. Ta- the Tex, you know, I mean, the, the Texans are a little bit iffy. I think they have decent upside, but upside only gets you so far. I mean, that's like the potential argument. Yeah, it's great. You have potential. What do you actually do? Um, but let's, let's rewind here in the moment as you're watching that game, what was your immediate reaction to them going the way that it did Were you like punt or go for it and then them doing it and then it falling short? Um, I'm okay with them going for it. 
because they were at the 40-some-odd-yard line. Mm -hmm. Here's the deal. If they're at the 35 or back, then you got to punt. Yeah. Because you're already in their field goal range if you miss it. Right. Um, If you're at, I don't know what they were at, the 43, 44, something like that. Somewhere in that zone. Um, you get the first down, uh, you're thinking, okay, we're getting close to Benetary field goal range, and we'll give him the opportunity. I mean, you're only giving the best kicker in NFL history a chance to win the game if you get the first down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what you're thinking. That's your thinking at that point, is we want to give our guy a chance. Second of all, you're rebuilding, so even if you lose, you're going to win because you're going to get a better draft pick. Right. Because you're we're in rebuild mode. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're, you're rebuilding – for next year and the year after. My only goal this year for the Colts is for Andrew Luck to play 16 games and be healthy. Right. That's it. That's it. Get better, you know, on both sides of the ball. Find out who's going to be your guys you're going to keep, and then let's move on. Um, but I, I love it. I love the approach that Frank had. I didn't like the play call itself. Right. And then um, the execution obviously didn't live up to the moment. But. Right, right. But, you know, and here we go. Have the soundbar ready. I'm glad I have a coach that has balls and wants to go for it. You know, <laughs> that's true. You said balls. Yeah, buddy. I mean, Two people cru- time, <laughs> people crucified Belichick a number of years ago when he went for it fourth <clears throat> and two in his own territory against Peyton Manning. They're like, why didn't you just punt it? And he was like, dude, Peyton was on fire. He was that was that the game where the Colts were just absolutely like barn burning, rolling? It was uh, the second half they were rolling because uh, the Patriots had gotten a good size lead, and mm-hmm. the second half Peyton was just on fire. They didn't punt. It was touchdown after touchdown, and it was Sunday night football. And like he had Reggie Wayne with like fifteen seconds left on a slant for the game winning touchdown. They won yeah. by like a point. You know, it was just another classic New England Indianapolis game. Not like tomorrow night's going to be. It's not going to be one of those. But you never know. <clears throat> it may surprise you. You never know. You, you never know. I mean, the defense know. surprisingly has 16 sacks through four games, which I think is the league lead or like second in the league in sacks. Like I never would have thought that uh, with this defense. But Stormy Daniels approves. Hey, she does. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, you know, I mean, they're. I think Reich's the right coach for that. Um, I would like to see them try the running game a little bit more because, yikes. What is it, well, 17 rushes they had in that game versus 62 passes. Yeah, I mean, you obviously have some imbalance there, but they were also in comeback mode. I think part of that, you know, think about, and th- this was the deal with, like, Vrabel, right? Because I think in contextually, you have to give a little compare and contrast between the Titans and Vrabel and Reich and the Colts. And the reason I say that, and keep in mind, Tennessee beat the Jaguars. And granted, that was an ugly-ass game. And they came back and beat the Eagles. And it took a lot of gutsy play calls and some big execution for that to happen for the Titans. But part of that, and I think this is what Frank Reich's really talking about, is instilling the attitude and the mindset that you're, that you're going for the win. You know what yeah. I mean? And you're not settling for a tie. Yeah, I think there are some moments, and this is early season. If it was week 15, you know what I mean? And, you know, maybe the numbers play out and you're thinking about seeding or playoffs. Maybe you can play a little bit more conservatively or you know you have to go for the big. You, you know you got to take the risk. 
So it's early. You don't know how the season is going to play out. But I, I really think this is about establish. This is a cultural shift. This is an identity Absolutely. thing. And you know, to me, Reich wants to impress upon this team that their attitude is, is we're going to go out and win this damn thing. Look, it's not always going to work. It's not. But think about the difference here, right? So the Titans were trailing by three late in OT, and Vrabel pulled the kicker off the field, sent Mariota and the offense back out there in fourth down. They converted, and obviously they end up beating the Eagles on a Marcus Mariota touchdown pass, right? Well, Reich, yeah. didn't, Reich didn't settle either. You know, it's it only what, 27 seconds left. So, right. you know, trots the O back out there. The trifle on fourth to four in midfield doesn't happen. But think about the difference with how people reacted. You know, Rich Eisen was like, what in the world, Colts? Uh, Mike Greenberg said Frank Reich just decided he'd rather lose than tie. His job is not to feel that way. Um, and then, you know, one guy said, remember when Chuck Pagano did this? And it was like that awful, weird <laughs> format, whatever the hell that thing was that you're just looking at like, put down, put down the peace pipe, bro. Uh, what Frank Reich did was worse than that. I certainly wouldn't go that oh, far. That was Rob, Robert Flores. I know, I know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. And then think about how different it is. You know, Brian Billick said Titans go for the one and it works. So Vrabel's a genius. Colts try the same and it doesn't work. So Frank Reich is the village idiot. That's life in the NFL. I mean, I appreciate the fact that he went for it. And you know what? You're not always going to get it, but I appreciate he had the stone, so at least go for it. He put it in Luck's hands. You know, Luck didn't come through. It's okay. You know, you're not supposed to make the playoffs. You're Hell, we were down 28-10 to in the fourth quarter, bro. I mean, you came back to to tie the game. You each got a field goal in overtime. I mean, you got Adam Vinatieri. You get the first down, you're going to give that guy a chance. Yeah. I mean, ties are just, eh. You pay. You play for seventy minutes, and you're gonna punt for the tie. I'm like, are you kidding me? By the way, Vinatieri is on the injury report. Yeah, I saw that. He he better get a hero's welcome tomorrow night. <laughs> I would imagine they'll. They're not. I mean, why would you hate on that guy? Well, I mean, last time he got booed in New England, and a lot of Pats fans were pissed off about that. So hopefully he gets. I mean, just remember who won you a couple of Super Bowls, yeah, man. Yeah, that hashtag true story. But. I, you know, again, attitude, okay. attitude, like said, and here's the thing: it didn't work out this time. But you know, that that willingness to go for it, having confidence in your players, and like, here's the thing: I I believe the way that it went down. Think about the time that elapsed going forward when they're in that situation again. They might just they might just roll and go, you know what I mean, and try to get the defense off guard, or you know, just, just keep them hurried up. Uh, I, I think that's something you instill, even if you got to take some lumps, you instill that organizational attitude, team attitude, and then when, when they're confronted with those kind of things later on, they handle it better. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean it's going to work out in their favor, but I'm okay with it. It was a bold move. I think a lot of the criticism is, is really just because it didn't work. Look, it was better than, uh, what, <laughs> who was that? Was it Jim Zorn in the swinging gate? Was that what that was with the Redskins? Uh, I've seen I've seen some some just horrendous crap, you know, in football, and and that that was a gutsy call. It, it was just poor execution, and maybe they they pissed away too much time trying to get him out there and go for it and do it. And you know, Frank Reich, I could swear he said he, he you know put that on him, and that's one thing he would handle differently. Absolutely, and he owned it. Time. He yeah. owned it the entire yeah. way. But yeah, um, you know, at least it was a better play call than Penn State on fourth down. Wow. 
you know, and we, we, <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later. But Jesus, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I appreciate it. it's his what fourth game as a head coach in NFL. He's trying to establish himself, establish a culture. I'm all for and, it. You, know, you know, what? know what? Go ahead. I mean, if that's the way you want to be, you you make sure that you put your uh, footprint down and make sure the players understand. Hey, you know. This is Herm Edwards. We play to win the game. Yeah. You know, we're not here for ties. We're either going to win it or we're going to lose it. Well, think about Andrew Luck in the post game and how upbeat he was. I mean, obviously he owned, you know, the, the play execution, but, you know, they talked about how the, you know, the team was on board with it. He loved it. You know, absolutely. And, and granted, it looks like that guy loves everything. He's so funny. He's got like, I feel like Andrew Luck is such like, a nerd. In an all, yeah, in an alter, <laughs> in an, like an alter, alternate universe, he's like a motivational speaker. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, he's, he's just funny, man. Um, who, who is, is it? Tony Robbins? Is that one of those motivational speakers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like Andrew Luck's buddy buddy with Tony Robbins in like Bizarro World, and they're just out doing motivational speeches. Probably with uh, Tim Tebow mixed in just for good measure. But <laughs> just saying. Oh Lord! Uh, good stuff. You can do it. Yeah. I, again, I'm, I'm okay with it. I was, I was gonna say something. Now, now I freaking forgot, man. That's unfortunate. Get the fuck out my face with that well, shit. That wasn't what I was gonna say. But <laughs> anyhow. Damn, Sam, you talking to Brett Kavanaugh again? Dude, ruthless <laughs> beer. I like beer, man. I like beer. <laughs> Mm. Oh, I especially goodness. like I especially like that kind of beer. Oh my lord! You know what? You know what? We haven't played in forever. Here, hold on. I think that might deserve a dedication. Let's see if I still have it. Ah! <gasps> oh. It's like the beer Kavanaugh dedication, right? Beer Kavanaugh. Beer. Those things give me the schlitz. <laughs> well, I have not heard that in a long time, dude. Oh, my goodness. That is Good. definitely the theme yeah. of the sports. Bro. There you Good go. Good pull, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the oh beer goodness. song. That's hilarious. I don't even remember how old that is. Old. <laughs> <laughs> old. <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out, man. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Smoke it. Smoke it. Mm. Good times. Hey, in honor of Colorado, smoke it. <laughs> smoke it. Now I really don't remember what the hell I was going to say about the Colts. And, uh, oh, oh, now, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, think about this. you know, it, And don't forget that Frank Reich, backup quarterback. Frank Reich, underdog. Frank Reich, you know what I mean? Um, was, it, uh, was it Buffalo Houston? Yes. Yes, it I was. Mean, and, and think about what that game was. So that's a guy that had a lot of fight in him. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, you have you have some credibility not only from his career, but also from what 
you know he and the Eagles accomplished last year. You know, and I think that's good. And I think the Colts need that. Mm-hmm. And you have to build to that. You have to recover from the disaster of Grigson and all the crap that that guy did. And <sighs> instill the attitude. Instill the attitude. Yeah. And then build around that. That's what I, that's what I was going to mention. And I, I totally was like, you know, got out of there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. <laughs> Dude. Beer. Beer movie lines. Forget fear movie lines. It's like beer movie lines. This thing's getting me, buddy. Thank you, Double IPA. That's pretty good. Nice. Anyway. Nice. All right. Uh, Randy, just out of curiosity, um, just to have a couple of thoughts. Any other kind of takeaways from 49ers Chargers, whether it's Beathard or do you think that do you, do you think they're going to have that much fight in them going forward? Or was that just kind of a fluky whatever kind of thing? It seems like the team really responds well to him. Like apparently he, in the huddle, he just has an energy about him that, is infectious. That's good. So it really gets the guys pumped and hyped. And but apparently his toughness had, was tested all game. I mean, he is just he fights for every inch. He's mm-hmm. scrappy. He's that kind of guy you want to take into the trenches with you because he just will not quit. Yeah. And he got rocked. I mean, he there were some hits. Man, he took he got rocked a couple of times. And so. he kept getting back up yeah. and he kept playing. Yeah. Um, I think you know the interceptions really weren't his fault. One pass getting tipped. Well, not tipped, but basically Garrett Selleck had hit, he hit him right in the hands, and he then went to his shoulder pad and flat flip in the air. So yeah, that was, that's one of those unfortunate bounces that we all talk about. That sometimes the bounces go your way, and sometimes they don't. No. And then of course, obviously, on that uh, one interception where uh, his arm just got hit and it went right to a defensive lineman. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, sometimes that's just how things bounce. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot you can do about that. You know, and of course, just getting the injury bug again, losing you know Staley and then losing Dante Pettis to knee injuries. Apparently, they're not serious, but it's just the fact they were out for the rest of the game. It's it's just I I don't know if it's just we're cursed or if it's just it's too many mistakes. There's too many mental mistakes going on, and I think if this team could actually also learn how to tackle, that would be nice too. Instead <laughs> of just. <laughs> You know, well, let me just dive yeah. at the dude's legs and maybe, maybe, maybe I'll make the tackle. Maybe. But yeah, so it's just, it's a lot of fundamental stuff. That's yeah. that's what really kind of I'm noticing about this team is that they're not disciplined and they're really, on defense, they're not really sitting down and going back to basics. Like, you know, like you should have learned back in high school how to sit down and wrap up. Yeah. Uh, which, which, which class are we talking about, football or sex ed? I was about to say, this isn't health class. Wrap up. <laughs> this is not health class we're talking here. What? <laughs> Where the teacher demonstrates on a banana. You know, let's, let's not go there. Whoa, there. whoa, but, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that in, when I was in health and they were doing sex ed, that's what the teacher, that's what my teacher did. And then ha- and they actually think- had one, and then actually picked one of the girls in the class to come up and do it as well. There you go. In front of everybody. Got, got to make I'm, sure that banana doesn't break free of the condom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if it does, somebody's going to have to shake it off. <laughs> Oh, that's one hell of a segue. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> you damn well know when the condom breaks and the sensation goes up, you sure as hell gonna let it go. <laughs> you sure as hell. 
Dude, Titanic, you know? Titanic song, like for real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. If I could turn back time right now, and I would never have mentioned health class. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> Sorry. No, I cannot. Oh Lord. I'm just. But no, glad. we got a game against the Cardinals this weekend. So if they play the way they did against. Uh, San uh, L.A. as they, you know, then I think uh, they have a good chance of winning this weekend. Uh, all I know is uh, broken condoms. I'm just glad that Logan doesn't have like a 25 year old brother or anything. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I thought it was TMI talking about my uh, movements come Monday morning. Just, well, now I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, or older. I've lucked out on a couple of those, so. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon's like trying to drink his beer and he's like his glass is shaking and everyone's like <laughs> hey at least you're not spilling any of the beer that's all that matters oh, I'm just saying bro dude dude for real man those, those, that shit will get you man I could have been in high school man totally I could have been in high school breaking, breaking out with this thing Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would have sucked, by the way. Oh, yeah, what would have. That would have sucked. Daddy Shark. Dude, my son would be old enough we could be recording with him on a sports brew. Hey, what's up, man? That would be awkward. That would be. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, no, no thanks. Yeah, stop talking about the night I was conceived. What the hell, man? What the hell, Dad? <laughs> yeah, broken condom. That's where you came from, buddy. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a terrible story, like on somebody's wedding night? Hey, man, you wouldn't be here except for a, except for a busted through that Trojan. What's up, bro? Dude, you. <laughs> You broke free and swam to safety. <laughs> Actually, let's be fair. That was all. <laughs> and for the record, no, we are not drunk yet. No, we're not. But. Oh my god, who the hell. Cash. Yes. Oh so, God. couple your forms of birth control. <laughs> couple them. <laughs> Have a fail safe. <laughs> As Van Wilder says, "Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my lord! I, that's like that has to be the worst PSA of sorts that we've ever had. Nah, dude. The alcohol where they suck oh, that, it up their rear ends. That's the worst one we ever had to do. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, you don't do that. That, that one was pretty bad. That one was Kavanaugh approved, though. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> oh. Oh God. Hey, look, man. 
I'm just doing my job. Yes. There you go. Hey, like whoever did the Sam Jackson oh. Kavanaugh thing was brilliant. Oh, that was that was one that was by far one of my favorite things of the week. That was hilarious. Absolutely 100% hilarious. That was well done. And a quick turnaround. That, oh, that yeah. was a quick turnaround, dude. That was a real quick <clears> turnaround. <throat> that was very 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 funny. Where are we at on time? Let me take a peek real quick. Oh my god, 48. Yeah, let's take a quick break in a, in a, in a minute or two, and then we'll dance around some other NFL topics. And Because uh, we, we have to talk about Mahomes and that Denver and, and KC game. That was ridiculous. Uh, we have a few things to, to talk about, clearly. Um, I was going to say, did you want to let Randy finish his thoughts on San Fran? It, 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 I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Randy dreamed a dream. That he I mean, can talk what about the hell do you have to worry about? At least you had a bye. You know, you didn't win or lose. You didn't have to worry about injuries like I did. <laughs> I don't know. Jordan Reed probably got concussed by the bye week, man. Are you freaking kidding? <laughs> Give me a break, dude. <clears throat> True. Anything's possible with him in terms, yeah. especially when it comes to injuries. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wrap up thoughts with the 49ers, man. No, like I was saying, I, I think this. if they can play as hard as they did against the Chargers, against the Cardinals this weekend, I think they should get the win. Um, the Cardinal, although I'll, I'll have to give props to Rosen, he even though he looked really uh, lost the first half, the second half he really kind of stepped it up and showed why he was a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, we have so many young quarterbacks getting PT. Yep, first and second yep. year guys. It, it it feels like the number of first and second year guys is absolutely staggering. You know what I mean, yeah, we got we got some baby sharks. <laughs> do, 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 do. Look, this is what happens when you have a two-year-old and a four-year-old in your house. You hear this kind of crap <laughs> a lot. I'm sorry, bro. That's all right. At least they haven't discovered the Teletubbies, and I've absolutely like Daddy blocked Caillou. We'll never watch that in this damn house. Oh hell no! Hell no! Oh. That little bald kid is an asshole. Forget that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Get See, that this is why too. I have you guys around. You can yeah. warn me of this stuff. Oh, we'll warn you. We'll warn you. Trust assure. We'll warn you. Trust us. There are things like I am looking forward to the day that I can actually watch the G1 Transformers with Logan. Like that'll be fun. I hope he likes it. He actually uh he likes all my old Transformers. And I'm always like, well, I'm like, here's this mint G1 Optimus Prime. I'm like, I can't let you play with that one. <laughs> but so I'll let them play with a few, but I'm tempted to actually buy some re. They, they have good reissues of those of the first generation stuff, and That's I'm cool. I'm tempted to yeah. buy because you can get them for like twenty bucks, thirty bucks. Depends on the character. Um, certain ones are obviously very expensive, but I'm kind of tempted to buy a couple of G1 reissues that he can play with. Because uh, then we then when we watch that, and I mean he's four. I, he's I don't I don't think we're at that point yet. We're still like Blaze and the Monster Machines and Paw Patrol. You know what I mean? We're not quite there. Uh, We're almost there, though. But in a couple of years, I think we'll be able to do that, and and I think that will that will be extra fun. Anyway, I can't believe I just dropped the Baby Shark song on the podcast. That's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. All right, you know you have young kids, bro. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm crazy. All right, wrap up a thought for segment one. Quarter. I can't believe we're talking about the quarter pole, quarter quarter mark of the season. It's, it, it, God, the NFL season goes damn quickly. Four games in. Um, <clears throat> fantasy MVP, real world MVP, football, and uh, biggest flame, biggest fail. Whether that's team, uh, or, team or player. 
I would say real world and fantasy MVP is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. The fail out is Leonard Fournette. And what was the other one? Right, whether Just it was a, team or individual. So, you know, you're kind of your MVP and you're, you know. I, I mean, my surprise team is Tennessee. They're, they're three and one and they've beaten Jacksonville and uh, Philly. Which, I mean, you want to talk about quality wins, buddy. Quality wins. I, I mean, if it's college, if you're talking like quality wins like college football, Tennessee yeah. would be up there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Kansas City's undefeated. LA Rams are undefeated. I mean, I didn't even mention the Rams. Jesus. Yeah. After Goff went four sixty five and five touchdowns well, against pedestrian. I mean, you know, teams. The by the time we're you know we're against the it's the quarter it's the quarter mark. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and so things will change, but the Rams look like they're going to be at it being it at the end. The Vikings sure as hell better figure out that defense and their freaking run game. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, that that defense is, you know what? That's what a good hell, point on that deep. What the what hell the, happened to the, the Vikings defense? It, where where is that? Where is that defense from last year? I mean, not even like every, close to it. It's one thing if you're the Saints and your defense disappeared. You're the Saints, but come on, Zimmer, the D. I mean, uh, they, and I don't. They didn't have a lot of turnover on D either. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and I, I don't. I don't want to make light of Everson Griffin because that that's a serious issue. But is. like one person should not make that much difference. No, they're well, they're they're getting torched. They're getting torched. Oh so yeah. So I would imagine they'll figure that out, but a big issue for them. Um, but yeah, t- Tennessee I think has to be one of the pleasant surprises. Kansas City is is going to probably be the popular pick, but Tennessee I think has to be, you know, under Vrabel. Yeah. I mean, to do what they've done to beat Jacksonville, that was an ugly ass game. Um, to come back and beat Philadelphia, that's a. I mean, Philly looked like they had them, and then you know Tennessee stole that game from them. They earned it, oh, but yeah. but they they took that game away from Philadelphia. You know what I mean? And th- that that's yeah. uh that's a big thing, and and that's the attitude that Reich wants Indy to have. Yep. That's that attitude. So I'm good with that move. Randy, same same question. Okay, know. so in terms of fantasy, I'm torn between Alvin Kamara and Patrick Mahomes because mm. both of those guys are absolutely just monsters. MVP, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going Khalil Mack because he has made that mm. Bears team defense absolutely amazing. Did, did I read um, correctly that he has a forced fumble and a sack in each of his in games every this year? single yes. game this year? Yes, filthy. Yes, which filthy. is ridiculous. Um, my surprise team, obviously <clears throat> the Bears, mm-hmm. but I definitely got to give kudos good, to the Titans good, just because good. they that that game against Philadelphia that is a signature win. That is one of those types of wins that dictates like just the attitude of that team the rest of the season. Because if you can beat the world champs in a in a hard fought overtime game like that, yeah, that could shape the rest of their season. And also beating the Jags, even if even was an ugly game, but it's those ugly wins mm-hmm. that help you push forward and become the team you're meant to become. Yeah. Um, biggest disappointment so far is the Steelers. I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. Offensively, I mean, is it? The fact that Roethlisberger is finally hitting that downward slope, or is it really the the fact that Le'Veon Bell's not there on <laughs> offense that's really hurting this team? Because Connor hasn't been bad, but the past couple of games he's absolutely sucked. Well, I mean, that's I mean, it, a big. Ben ask. leads the league in passing yards. Yeah, I mean, it's a big ask to replace Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he's a special player. You know that. I mean, every. I mean, you know that. And yeah. Connor's good, but what is he? Fifty percent, sixty percent. You know, 70%. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is he throwing out, like, random numbers? What does he have Le'Veon Bell, right? But, you know, the Steelers have 
have started ugly in years past, and they get better as the season progresses. So I think they're going to sort it out. I just don't know what the tale of Le'Veon Bell is going to be this year. It's like I'm not – all these people are you know writing the obit essentially for Tom Brady and the Patriots, and then they go beat the hell out yeah. of the damn Dolphins. You know, <clears throat> there are certain teams that just – you have to remember that they get better as the year goes on. The Steelers are one of them. The Patriots are one of them. You know what I mean? And there are teams that fade. <laughs> that fade. They start strong and then they fall but, apart and you but know, I mean, there's, there's the hell. There's, the thing is, is they, sh- they should have beaten Cleveland and they didn't. They tied them. I mean, the fact that, granted, the fact that we've had so many overtime games and actually the fact we have had four ties already this year is, Crazy. is absolutely amazing. But it also tells you exactly where the league is going and just how much closer all these teams are getting in terms of just ability and yeah. well, how it's getting down to like that one play that could determine, you know, win, loss and apparently tie this year. I don't know what Cleveland's record's going to be, but that that team's got fight in them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That team's got fight and I really like uh you know, Mayfield had a had a you know, one of those tip drill pick sixes. You can't really blame that. I mean, that's not really on him. Cal- I think it's Cal- I think it was Callaway. Yeah. Um, and it, it went off his mitts, and the Raiders got a pick six off of that. That game was bananas. That game was absolutely bananas. Um, but my, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. But, uh, you know, Mayfield looks legit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Really looks legit. He had that, that pass to Jarvis Landry in the end zone was pretty. Um, he had a lot of really nice throws, but more importantly, Cleveland looks like a team that believes that they can win. It doesn't, you know, again, I don't know what their record's going to be, but you're going to have to show up and play them. If you take them lightly, that's your own fault because I think they, they, they oh, yeah. they're going to, yeah, they, they're going to steal a, in every game. Yeah. They're going to steal mm-hmm. a couple of games from people, you know, they're going to steal a couple of games from people. And, you know, maybe, maybe you know, defenses, they kind of sort out and figure out Mayfield. I mean, we'll see. Again, it's early. We'll see how the season progresses. But they're competitive. I don't know how good they are, but that team is competitive and has fight. And let me tell you, when you're rebuilding and retooling and, and drafting, you have these young guys coming in, you want to see them be hungry. You want to see them play hard. And the record, yeah, I mean, we can go Parcells. You know, you are what your record says you are. I hear that. Uh, but for young teams with a lot of young players, I don't know that, that that's an absolute. I think with more veteran teams and Parcells-type te- type teams, I totally get that. But with young rebuilding, young quarterbacks, young players, you want to see them have the fight and, and right. that, that they're going to scrap and they have the will to work to win. And then other things as talent execution, coaching schemes, the right attitude, you know, and then they, they can really build upon that. And I like what I see out of Cleveland. I don't know, you know, again, early, we'll see, but I like the fight that they have. But no, it's a good call on the Bears. I wouldn't have, I, I, you know, I mean, it, freaking Trubisky throwing six touchdowns? Bro, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I know. I saw that and was like, wait a second. Who, who the hell is this guy? Is this, what is this, like a healthy Rodgers disguising himself as Trubisky? I mean, <laughs> what is this? Bro. Because some of those throws were just, Wow. No he, no, he made some great throws, but that that's also in part absolutely awful and atrocious defense on behalf oh, of, of Tampa shit. Bay. I mean, there were, I mean, some of that's, I mean, awful. Absolutely I mean, awful. There was one where Trubisky threw a 20-yard touchdown to Josh Bellamy, 
Um, it, it's what put them up 28-3. to three. And it, was a, it was a really nice play setup. It looked like a screen to Tariq Cohen. But before Trubisky even threw that ball, Tariq Cohen looked downfield and put his hands up signaling for a touchdown. It was it, <laughs> Watching the replay was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. You know, I mean, Fitzpatrick with dumpster fire. He got benched for Jameis Winston, which he didn't do a whole bunch better. He ended up throwing a, an awful tater pick to Trevathan. But, you know, Cleo Mack has been tremendous. But, at, look, I mean, Dirk Cutter, you know your team sucks a bag of ass. You're full BSE when your coach comes out and says, we should fire every person on that, that was on that field today, starting with me. That was horrific. Who was it, Shannon? Do you remember, was it... um? A dude for the Tampa Bay Bucks. This is like way, way old school. Maybe <laughs> was it McKay? Was it McKay? It was like somebody asked him about the execution of his team, and he was like, "I'm all for it. I'm all for it." <laughs> what do you think of your team's execution? I'm all for it. Rich McKay, I think. Rich, wasn't that the Bucks? Yeah, it yeah. was when they were like oh and twenty eight yeah. and two years in a row or yeah. something. Probably, that had how, to be- did, how did that guy keep getting jobs? I just remember him being with multiple different teams, and he just kept getting work. Well, I mean, it, the cream sickle era early. Ado- I mean, oh. that team was terrible, man. That team it was, was terrible. It was Cleveland back in the day. Yeah. I mean, look at Hugh Jackson. I mean, he's won one game, two games in the last what 33, 34 games, and it's you know yep. they're. Nothing's like Tampa Bay. I'm surprised Steve Young even admits he was on Tampa Bay at one point. <laughs> Most people forget that. Uh, I'll probably just add to his legend. Yeah. Uh, look, what, one of the things that's horrific is that Tampa Bay, they've allowed 139 points in the first four games this year. Good Lord. Yeah, that's the most in franchise history. That's not good. No, that, no. That's, that's not good. That's not good. I mean, obviously, 48 of those came, came against Chicago. But, but still, 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 I mean, when Mitch Trubisky's lighting you up, dude, Trubisky's six freaking touchdowns, bro. That was, by the way, that was the first multi-touchdown first half of Trubisky's career, and the official Bears all-time record for most touchdown passes in a game. What are you sure? It's Super Bowl era, I think. Super Bowl era. Super Bowl um, era. Okay. Was is it Sid Luckman? Sid okay, Luckman yeah, had yeah, seven yeah. in a game. Yeah. Yeah. So Super Bowl era, the you're correct, but all time no. All I keep time, forgetting no. like some of these, like going back that far. You got to go. The, yeah. Some of the, yeah. Well, sometimes when people reference stats, it, the qualifier is Super Bowl era. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing that's uh, that's the only thing that's a little bit tricky. But no, the, the good surprise. They're pleasant surprise. Pleasant surprise for sure. For sure. And I have to admit one last thing about yeah. Cleveland real quick. I know it's and it's it's the geek in me coming out. Baker Mayfield's first NFL touchdown to Darren Fells, and he does the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance for his celebration with David and Joku. That was phenomenal. I was like, I got to root for this team now. But not only that, I actually retweeted that whole thing happening, and that was like the most liked and retweeted tweet I've ever had in my life. That's funny. Like, that's so, I mean, but that was just absolutely phenomenal just to see that. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. They just did the fusion dance. You never touched touchdown. You never know what's going to be popular. There have been times we have, I, I would imagine, Shannon, you've done this too. There have been times that, like, we've tweeted stuff and I'm like, people are going to love that. And, like, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and then you retweet something that's completely asinine or just stupid. And then people are like, you, you never know, man. Like, you never it's, know. It's so random. It's so random. But. 
that's half the fun. Okay, let's take a quick break and come back and, and we'll just you know, polish off a couple of games, wrap up, and you know get on out of here. Uh, we're still pretty good on time. We're closing on one, but that's still pretty manageable. <clears throat> I think. I think we're good. It's not good I for Mark. Good. Not good for Mark, who uh, uh, naps that all around. Uh, clearly did not take his Geritol uh, and forgot, <laughs> forgot to take his Metamucil. Um, clearly didn't get his cane and his walker out. Um, you know, maybe we should get a, an ad campaign for, for an Endrip product. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I just hope this isn't a preview for uh, Vegas in a few weeks because that would be kind of a bummer. Vegas until 9 p.m. Vegas. <laughs> that's messed up man that's messed up i'm just doing my job say 30 guys let's go back to the room stop being such a pussy (laughs) exactly i i agree with that sentiment (laughs) we'll see whoa Mark. Yikes. <laughs> hey, where are the white women at? It's Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Open your eyes. <laughs> That's so dumb. Now, he's resting up. Look, Randy, he's just conserving energy for Vegas. Okay. I'll yeah. buy it. Yeah. That's that's the real story. Mm-hmm. Yep. As Dr. People would say, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> No, as I told Shannon before the podcast, uh, Mark is Mark has disappeared, much like the Giants' offense. It's okay. <laughs> Woohoo! You dropped the bomb on me. Not in New York, you didn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we should we should wake them up like Green Day. We got it's September's over, so we should wake them up. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, Shannon, you and I are in the same wing lake. So I was actually going to say something similar to that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know what? I, I guess Shannon. Uh, Shannon. I guess Mark needs a new theme song. <laughs> 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 well, here you go. D said, This one's for you, buddy. Uh oh. This is why his dumb ass got tased on a bad bet. This is why. <laughs> 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 anyway, all right, we're the sports brew. <laughs> I can't believe we just dropped wham on him. Oh my lord! Wham. Anyway, yeah, uh, you can find us on uh, obviously our home feed on uh, Podbean, certainly on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster dot com. There's a couple of other services that have picked us up, and you know, look, keywords are sports and brew. Pair it just like you pair a fine wine or a good beer with another good beer or another fine wine, and then you pass the hell out. Pair the two words together, you're gonna track us down, man. It's good. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm being real. I'm a realist, bro. I'm a realist. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll take a break. We'll be back in just a minute, and then we'll pile on, pile drive through some more NFL, have some fun, and then get the hell out of here. Uh, be right back. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right, just to celebrate our inadvertent broken condom uh, sports brew PSA, we might as well go old school. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, oh my god, so terrible, so terrible. <laughs> oh, actually, I think to be more accurate, probably some Limp Biscuit break stuff. <laughs> anyway, enough of that, enough of that, enough of that. Also, are you sure that's not decent after watching how the Giants just couldn't do a damn thing against the Saints? Well, uh, they had a couple of moments, but that was uh, a little underwhelming. Um, a little underwhelming. So you, you, let me see if I can remember off the top of my head. I'll scroll to see if I have it. I'm sure I wrote it down. Because uh, I want to say Odell Beckham was like, had negative two receptions for negative four yards in the first half or something like really crazy. It was something really bizarre. Um, and it was pretty ugly. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's just... <sighs> Manning missed... Beckham on a couple of throws for sure. Um, Beckham definitely had you know some frustration that was evident on the sideline, and you know I mean the Saints are a good team. I, I don't think there's any shame in losing to the Saints. You know what I mean? Um, but you hate to see a lot of opportunities left out on the field. Yeah, there it is. Two catches, negative first, negative four yards in the first half. So and it was a little bit bumpy for both of them early. I mean, what was it? Twelve seven in the first half. So mm-hmm. kind of low scoring, kind of <laughs> ugly. Uh, and then things opened up a little bit in the second half. Uh, and, and, you know, Kamara is, has just been absolutely filthy uh, over the course of, of, you know, still a very early season. But 611 scrimmage yards this season, uh, just under a, 153 per game. Just ridiculous. Uh, by the way, kudos to Drew Brees. Uh, clearly, he's, he's on pace to set some nice records this year. He's already done it for, what was it, uh, career completions. Um, yeah, he'll break the yardage record against yeah, Manning. That's yeah, that that's coming up. Uh, but Sean Payton and Drew Brees, 108 wins together, the third most ever by a coach quarterback combo. So pretty significant. And I, I think uh, a lot of NFL fans are like, I'm glad they didn't end up with Patrick Mahomes. Um, oh my! Side goodness. note: weird stat is that Saquon Barkley has yet to have three consecutive rushes. He's had three consecutive touches. Runs and catches, but not three consecutive runs. Mm. So it's just like like a rando weird one that um, somebody mentioned. But yeah, you know, I, I thought for a minute maybe the Giants had some had some fight to kind of come back a little bit late in that one. But you know, Kamara just had the backbreaker. What was it? Twenty six eighteen, if I remember correctly. It was after that. It Saquon, was within a score. Yeah. yeah, it was after that uh, fourth quarter Saquon Barkley touchdown. That classic up and over, outstretched up and over into the end zone, which was a, a just pretty uh landing on his head i'm glad he was okay that's always tough if you land on your dome you never quite know how that's going to go but 26 18 after the two-point conversion and right around two minutes to go saints had the ball around midfield and they handed it off to kamara and he just pulled away from the defense popped off a 49 yard touchdown run to seal the win and that dude just ran straight into the off the field and into the tunnel it was hilarious that was that was glorious trying Uh, trying to pull a bo jackson yeah that that was great man that that was a hoot um, he knew it, fans knew it, crowd knew it, TV watchers knew it, everybody knew it. Um, at that point, I mean, they were putting that, they were put, they put him to bed, dude. As Sam Jackson would say, go the F to sleep. <laughs> you know, that was that. Um, <laughs> Giants, by the way, 37 straight games with fewer than 30 points, the longest active streak in the NFL. Um, it's just what hey, it is. In this day and age of offense and firepower, that many games in a row? Seriously? 30, 37. Yep. 
It's a long time. So, <clears throat> you know, I don't know how their season's going to play out. There's obviously been a fair amount of criticism about them taking Barkley instead of one of the quarterbacks. And, you know, look, Manning's not what he was. He's not done, but he's not what he was. Uh, I still think they can clean some of those issues up. And, you know, he might be a little spotty from time to time. He's still going to give you some hot streaks. But as quarterbacks get older, sometimes they just, you know, they're not as consistent and, and they have to pick their spots. Um, I mean, Peyton certainly had to do that, but that, that was really more about the injuries than anything else. He just didn't quite have oh, the yeah. same arm strength, but he could still he still knew what he had to do, even if he couldn't quite do it. I don't think Eli's at that level, but clearly the end is closer than the beginning. We know that. You know, I mean, you see the light at the end of the tunnel with his career. So, um, you know, maybe they can clean up their offensive line play and blocking and execution and, and, and do a little bit more. Um, but losing to the Saints, I don't think there's any shame in losing to the Saints. God bless. I hope the Redskins don't lose to the Saints on Monday night. But prime time, that usually does not end well <laughs> for, for the Redskins. Actually, the way the way things went for me this year, I would have taken the Redskins in the Survivor Pool, <laughs> you know, and been and been knocked out. But I don't know. I, I, I was hoping Mark would be on tonight. Obviously, uh, a little rundown from the week, tired from the week, so I ran out of gas. But. Uh, I, I don't know. NFC East is going to end up being a cluster, I think, in between Dallas and the Redskins and and the Giants. You know, they're going to beat up on each other a little bit. Philadelphia is good, but you know they've they've got some holes, and it's always tough when you win a Super Bowl. It's always tough that next season, you know, to to really come out with a chip on your shoulder and play hard because you lose coaches, you lose players, you lose talent. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But one thing that uh, oh, a couple of things that did stand out to me the week uh, about the week that was. And certainly, uh, I think one of the most unfortunate events, uh, certainly Earl Thomas breaking his leg again, oh, uh, and, and then flipping off his own sideline while being carted <laughs> off. And <clears throat> I have to go to our resident 49ers fan, er, Seahawks <clears throat> hater, and just I'm just curious, like, in the moment, I know that players get emotional, but I don't know that I've ever seen a player flip the bird to his own sideline. When he gets mm-hmm. hurt, I, I like I don't ever recall anything quite like that. That was a really unusual event, and you know it's a, look, it's unfortunate he got hurt. I mean, it is, and uh, you know they were closing in on the trade. I think the rumors were that it was the Chiefs that were trying to make a move for him, mm-hmm. uh, and you know Earl Thomas probably would have loved to have been in Kansas City, but and I want to say that's the same leg he broke a couple years ago, if I remember correctly. You know, it's it's an unfortunate end. You know, the Seahawks are going to end up getting nothing out of him. For this season, uh, certainly no the trade value that's gone, and I think you can make a reasonable argument that if they weren't going to re-sign him, they should have moved them. You know, I hear all that. Uh, the flip side is that he signed a contract. This was the last year. The team's not going to extend you. He's still well compensated. You know, you can't reset the market every year of your contract. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's not possible. Or it's not plausible unless you're willing to do a shorter term deal, like Kirk Cousins did in 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 Minnesota. You know, if you're willing to bet on yourself in that way and do a shorter term deal, you can flip your contract that way. But um, it's a tough thing to do. So you either go longer term security or you bet on yourself short term over and over and over again. You know, Le'Veon Bell clearly is it is he knows that in all likelihood he has one big contract left in him. So if you're a Steelers fan, you might hate him, but. Yeah, he's probably looking at Earl Thomas going, that's why I'm not reporting to Week 7. 
That's why. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it, it is the proverbial Deion Sanders, you know, quote, business decision is what that is. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, Randy, just kind of curious. I, I know you're, you know, you're a 49ers fan, so you got some salt in the wound when it comes to the Seahawks and the Legion of Boom. But, you know, what, 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 what was your immediate reaction to Earl Thomas dropping the bird on his own team? Well, I mean, clearly he's just unhappy. He, you know, like Bobby Wagner said, it's like if he shows up and plays, he's he's a team player, but and now he's hurt. Or if he doesn't show up, he's selfish. He's not a team player. He's, you know, just looking out for number one. It's like it's a double-edged sword. You can't have it both ways. And, and I felt bad for the guy. I mean, all bias aside, all as much as I despise Legion of Boom era Seahawks, the dude is an amazing player. He's and he really does elevate de- a defense because he's just he's the captain of a defense. He knows he can see things that most guys can't, and and he just has a nose for the football. But just to have your season cut short and to act, and when especially when you're trying to get a new contract, when yeah. you really don't want to be out there, but you're out there because you want to show that you're still willing to do what it takes to just be a team player and to have that happen, yeah, he has every right to be pissed off. He has every right to be like, you know what, screw you guys, I'm done. And, you know, it's just unfortunate. You know, you never you never want to see any type of just nasty injury to anybody. I mean, for example, Tyler Eifert. We oh. never wanted to see anything like oh. that. Gosh, man. Oh. Dude has just got the worst luck I've ever seen of any player. But in general, it's just you you don't want to see this happen, especially to good players, especially to guys who make a difference, yeah. who make teams better, who are just household names, who go out there every play and give their all. And to have stuff like that happen, it, it's, it's just a damn shame. It is. And, and you know, Earl Thomas is, is a legit gamer. You can disagree with his attitude about his contract or the holdout or, or the things that he's that he's doing. But basically, he was saying either commit to me or move me. That's what he was saying. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, NFL players have a finite shelf life. They know that. We know that. Yeah, You saw people burning jerseys after he flipped the sideline off. I, and I understand that reaction. And, you know, what's funny about the Legion of Boom, and I, I really thought, you know, that Seahawks team was incredible – um, I think what made it tough was not the team. They were mouthy, but it wasn't the team. It was the, it was really the fan base that that got on my nerves more than the team. Particularly people that you're like, oh, so you're a Seahawks fan? Yeah, where were you a few years ago, bud? <laughs> you know, the, the uh, bandwagoners. Yeah, it, it it was the really in your face bandwagoner fans. And I've probably told you told you guys this story, but I went to a game at FedEx. Um, it was probably with Barf one, but I went to a game at, at FedEx and I happened to be seated right next to a Seattle Seahawks fan. It, it wasn't the Redskins Seahawks. It was, um, I think it was the Redskins Packers game, I think. And this guy was just obnoxious as hell. He was loud. And, and I'm a pretty, you know, I'm a pretty vocal dude. And what's funny is that most people think I'm going to be a yeller and a real loud person in the football game. I'm not. I actually really like to absorb the football game and listen and just kind of absorb the game. Yeah, I'll cheer. Yeah, I'll scream. But I'm not like one of those guys that's like holding up a defense sign with a megaphone, like yelling his brains out every play. That's just not what I do. Um, I'm, I'm much mellower because I like to absorb the game experience because I don't go to a ton of games, especially now. I, 
I've certainly had periods where I've, I've went to three games a year, four games a year, five games a year, but now I might do one. Um, and so I just like to enjoy the game day experience, which is really hard at FedEx because that place sucks. Um, it sucks. It dude. sucks. That's a crappy stadium, man. But he was so loud and so obnoxious, and he complained about the Redskins fans, and, oh, you guys aren't loud enough. Oh, you guys don't yell enough. Oh, this is what we do in Seattle. Oh, this is how we do our team. And I'm just like, you know, get out of my face, dude. You're like, like, like 20 years you, old. You're like, he, he was like 20 or 21 or 22 or whatever. Oh. And it's like, yeah, I mean. What, you're you like know, Sam Jackson. I'm just like, yeah, go the F to sleep. Shut the hell up. Get out of my face, man. It's real easy to be a loud, obnoxious a-hole when your team is, like, stomping mud holes in people and winning Super Bowls. You know what I mean? It's pretty easy. Um, get back to me, like, you know, once your team sucks for a while, <laughs> get back to me on that one. Let's see if you're still as loud and obnoxious and whatever. And, it, it, you know, it's a nitpick. It was just that guy that's not really meant to be reflective as the whole fan base. But it is funny when teams get good and, te- and fans come out of the woodwork it, why are you critiquing other other teams' fans, man? What's your deal? Yeah, Cheer you your own team on, man. Get out of my face. There are definitely fan bases I have respect for because of how dedicated they are to their teams, even when they suck. Uh, Browns would be that would be like the de facto example of that. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, if you're going to complain about Redskins fans, you have to understand that a lot of Redskins fans don't like their stadium, don't like the owner, don't like the way that the franchise has been run. Um, with anything post Gibbs, you know what I mean? It, it It's a long stretch of time. And Dan Snyder's an easy owner to, to greatly dislike. He just is, you know? So there, there's weirdness with that franchise. So that's not just about the team. That's about the organization. Uh, so some of the fan issues stem from that. And that's, you know, I don't think that person had an appreciation of that. I love cheering for him, but calm that down, bud. Anyway, I don't know that I'd be burning Earl Thomas's jersey, which you did see a lot of people post some videos. That always happens. If somebody leaves or somebody does something. It's so like dumb. It, it is kind of dumb. I, I don't get the whole burning the jersey because you paid, what, 60, 70 bucks for that jersey. Oh, you're just easy. You know, the butthurt alert is so great that you're yeah. going to burn your own jersey. I mean... You know, it's not, not my deal. I'm not a Jersey burner. Sam Jackson, get the f out of my face with that stuff. I mean, come on. I think the only the only Jersey I could have imagined in my life that I would have burned may have been Albert Hansworth. Actually, no, Donovan McNabb. I would have burned that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would have burned that fucker's jersey, like for sure. Mm. Yeah. Oh, come on, you didn't like balls in the dirt? No. <laughs> Throwing grounders. Yep. Shot some browns out of the tank. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't. I've Imagine never. Imagine the white elephant gift if he got the Donovan McNabb jersey, the biggest freaking fire pit of all time. Oh, yeah. No, don't ever give me a Donovan McNabb Redskins jersey. Just don't do it. <laughs> He'd be breaking out the gas no. leak for the lawnmower. That's not a throwback. That's a throwaway. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. No, no. Here's another rando said about the Giants. Arnold, no deal. No deal. It's been 1,001 days since the Giants last scored 30 points in a game in a league where teams can blink and score 30. Wow. That was from uh, Giants Daily at NYG Daily. That is kind of cold. That was week 17 of the 2015 NFL season. 
Damn, wow. it's really been that long? Yeah, they are 4-16 and 16 in their last 20 games and are averaging 15 points per game during that span. Wow, that's rough. Woo! That's good. Man, they really do suck. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Hey, Maybe we do need to wake them up. Well, that's okay. Maybe they can get some players uh, getting endorsement deals like Isaiah uh, Crowell got for wiping his butt with the ball and chucking it in the stands. Dude wipes. Dude wipes only yeah, hashtag only in America. Um that lost to the Browns. How fitting that he does a butt wipe celebration losing to the Browns and he gets an endorsement for a product called Dude Wipes. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh. eh, well the Browns had the last laugh that game. So Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I hear you. Dude wipes. That's, that's Dude wipes. If you ridiculous. want random sponsorship, I mean, feel free to dump some on us. I mean, <laughs> I mean, help our guy Randy out. I mean, yeah, bro, Jesus. like for real. Come on, man. Jeez, God, get it right. If there's a craft beer brewery out there that wants to sponsor us, we'll drink your beer. Oh, bro, we'll drink. We'll drink beer all all day, every day. Come on, man. Hook Hell us, yeah, we would. Hook us up. Somebody needs to have the the kidney the kidney stone obliterator beer. Uh, Randy, you'd be set. That's all you need. That's all you need, man. The beer the beer that blows those things out of your kidneys, man. You know, I'm they sure say I can find someone who makes like a cranberry ale or something yeah, like there that. You that go. would do it. I mean, I know some people are like Eureka, and you're more like urethra. I mean, I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> uh, dad jokes, kind of love it. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! Spe- speaking of breweries, I actually got a chance to be a lottery winner in the Hardywood family tree. Nice. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, actually, I won a standard. Mem- well, I didn't win. I had to pay for it because they have they have so many people that want to have a membership to the brewery, but. Yeah, I get I get to be one of the first ones that buys the GBS complete set. So there you go. Look at you. You dreamed a dream, buddy. It's gonna happen for you. Yes, I did. By the way, Todd, thank you for that random crayon melter thing you gave me. I forgot it was in the trunk of my car for like a month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! I I, I got it. I got. No, no, it was great. I got it out of there, and, I, I, and and Logan saw me getting out of the car, and he was like, what's that? And so we ended up melting crayons down in that thing. So, Todd, thanks for the beer. Thanks for the random crayon melter apparatus. It's pretty sweet. We melted some crayons. Logan loved them. He thought, he thought, it, was, he thought it was great. And, you know, look, we owe you, we owe you a tap takeover Friday at some point, but just understand that Fridays are really hard. I uh, got Logan soccer games, and we generally record on Thursday. Uh, obviously, we're doing it Wednesday this week, but a lot of times we record on Thursday. And uh, you know, tap takeovers are tough. But yeah. we will. If, got, go ahead. I was going to say he's got not this Friday, but the following Friday he's got one heavy seas. If you uh, want to go hit that one up, I would love to. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Oh, uh, you know what? We're we're still in October. Mark, come on, man! Can you talk to Pat Shermer and the Giant, the, the New York Football Giants? Can you get it right? <laughs> at least, at least, at least save full BSE mode for November, dude. It's too <laughs> early, man. It's October, bro. This is when you're supposed to be filled with false hope and false promises. Oh, we haven't done this one in a while. Yeah, I know. November Lane. November Lane, well, buddy. Oh, it's it's on its way. 
Well, I mean, at the rate Mark's going, he's going to have a blue October as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as Justin's like, I don't have that song queued up. Shit. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the only like Blue October, the only one I remember is is I think it's this one. Right? That's the only song I mean I have an album of theirs, but the only song I remember getting radio airplay is Hate Me. Yeah. Is that the one you were referencing? No, I was probably thinking of something else, but yeah, it just popped into my head. No, oh, okay. I- I'm going to blame the alcohol on this one, because I've already killed the bottle of Golden Monkey. <laughs> That's all right. We can go kill Switch Engage, man. Life to life. There you go. I think that works. Or... It definitely seems to be the Giants offense this year. <laughs> or blame it on the ring. <laughs> Going million million. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Jeez. Blame it on the brain. Yeah. Blame yeah. it on the brain. Nice. That's pretty good. Actually, I think this is most appropriate. Bring out the gimp. Bring, <laughs> Bring out the gimp, buddy. Yeah, or, you know what? Maybe under Eli Manning and this offense under Pat Shermer, maybe they've hit rock bottom. Maybe Eminem knows. Just saying. By the way, by the way, Kuda, isn't it nice to see, I, I love Jerry Jones talking about the Dallas Cowboys and talking about the similarities between the Cowboys and the Rams offenses. Are you freaking kidding me, dude? There's a similarity? What, no. that they have an offensive line and they do too? You get the <laughs> hell out of here. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? I mean, that they each have a running back and a quarterback and receivers. Hey, that's that's cool, Jerry. Cool story, bro. Yeah. He was on uh, 105.3 The Fan, and he, he said he saw a lot of similarities between the Cowboys and the Rams. And he was running down the way the Cowboys offense and the Rams offenses compared. And he said he's proud to have Dak Pre- Prescott as his quarterback. That's fine. And he also noted that the Cowboys can use Tavon Austin the same way the Rams did last year. Uh, and he said, I like our offensive line when it stacks up against the Rams. I don't think it's a reach to think we could have that kind of productivity. Not against the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> look, bro. Look. Bruh. look, look bruh. That's not just a bruh. That's a brah. <laughs> look, brah. Dak Prescott. Five straight games with under 200 passing yards. Get out of my face. <laughs> We're talking about that. Sam Jackson. Shut the F up. Okay. Look, I know that obviously Ezekiel Elliott had it, had a phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. Ridiculously great game. 240 scrimmage yards. Uh, 240 yards from scrimmage. Fourth most in Cowboys history. I get it. I get it. That was one game, dude. One game against freaking Detroit. Okay. Stop. Stop. Just stop it. Just hell, don't. Hell, the Niners say that's cute. Yeah, that's cute. Probably my favorite part about this game, and I will readily admit I took the Lions and pick them, so I had a, had a rooting interest in that. Uh, it's not just picking against the Cowboys for the light, just just for shiggles. I thought they, I thought the Lions were going to get them. 
The side note, is there anybody that does more obnoxious touchdown celebrations in the league than Golden Tate? Uh, no. the golden taint. <laughs> yeah, the golden taint. Oh man! In the first quarter, when Stafford hit him for that sixty-ish yard touchdown, and you know, I mean, granted, it was a great play by Tate. Don't get me wrong; it was a great play. Heavy dose of celebration. Though, he turned around and like essentially backpedaled into the end zone. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's that's a good way to make people hate you, <laughs> other than your own yeah. your own fans. That's a I mean, he's way. done that before. Though. I know, I know, I know. I think he got fined for bowing at the uh, Cowboys sideline in that game. I'm pretty sure. You know, it, Zeke was a monster in that game, and you, so you have to give the Cowboys credit. You have to give Zeke credit. You have to give Dak credit for that. Um, as I wrote in my notes, don't call it a come Dak. <laughs> yeah, Dak bombing out to Zeke with a 34 yard, uh, 34 yard reception off the wheel route, and you know the Cowboys end up banging through a 38 yard uh, game winning field goal. You have to give credit where credit's due. Good job to the Cowboys. It's still the Lions. You know, you're going to have to show me more than that. You know, uh, the the Lions just, <laughs> you know that, that clip, how do you F that up? That is probably inspired by Detroit football. So <laughs> it was good to see Dak respond. It was good to see them step it up. It was good to see them have a good game. Give credit where credit's due. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Don't compare the Cowboys offense and the Rams offense. Not close. F-O-H. Not even close. <laughs> Unbelievable to me. Oh, goodness. All right. Um, Where should we bounce to? We got the Dolphins beating the... Or, excuse me. The Dolphins getting the crap beat out of them by the Patriots. Thought that was pretty funny. Um, Actually, I would like to do one of the most exciting finishes that I, I feel was uh, part of that Sunday. Yeah. Bengals-Falcons. That game was nuts, dude. There were there were some fireworks in that game, man. And uh, obviously, a tip of the cap to uh, Tyler Eifert. I I didn't see that that injury in the moment. I did watch. Oh, it was so brutal. Yeah, on oh. replay, I was like, oh, you feel bad for that guy. I mean, that's there was Tim Crumry level, and you remember what happened to him in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, that's kind of what it looked like. It was fugly. Oh. Fugly, obviously done for the year. Yeah. You know that that's a guy that's come back from other injuries. I think you know a recent bout with some back issues, and you know he put in a lot of work to get on the field. It's a shame to see that happen to him on kind of a fluke freak kind of thing. Uh, it's really too bad. But yeah, final score thirty seven thirty six. But man, dude, like the Bengals scored touchdowns in all four of their first half possessions. Ridiculous. So some of this is kudos to the Bengals offense, and some of it is fail buckets to the damn. Falcons defense, their defense sucks. What is it? Uh, Matt Ryan's the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 350 and three touchdowns, zero interceptions in consecutive games and lose both of them. Probably. I mean, it's something ridiculous like yeah. that. Oh, it has to be. It has to be. And kudos to Calvin Ridley, by the way. Six touchdowns in his first four games. Uh, Martavis Bryant's the only other rookie to do that in the Super Bowl era. See, there, there you go, Randy. There's your stat reference in the Super Bowl era. Um, By the way, in one of my like other random leagues that I did uh-huh. this week, after the first four games, I was just like, "Oh, I need a receiver." I looked on the lot on the uh, waiver wire, and freaking Calvin Ridley was there. I had no idea. I thought he was already taken. Oh no, you got to pick him up. I mean, I've got him in three out of four leagues. Yeah, but goodness gracious, people! Th- thanks for being Come in my on. draft queue, Shannon. You asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. I was going to say, but that 
<clears throat> that final play of that game, the, the throw that Dalton threw to AJ Green, good lord, I was like, you got to be kidding me, because you for a second there, the way Green was going down for that reception, I thought maybe, you know, Dalton had just thrown it just too far ahead of him and next thing yeah. you know it's like boom caught it sliding the end zone i'm like you gotta be kidding me right. i i was just blown away that was just an amazing throw by dalton and, oh, and how about like Andy dalton and matt ryan getting like second receivers and blowing up like andy dalton got tyler boyd and matt ryan's got uh calvin ridley and now like all of a sudden aj green and uh julio jones even if you double team those guys, there's actually solid options for them to throw to, and clearly, clearly those clearly. guys are blowing up. No, they're they're lighting things up. The Red Rocket, man, look out! <laughs> that, and that's not that's not a reference back to the PSA from earlier. <laughs> just <laughs> just saying. Easy there. <laughs> just <laughs> just saying. Uh, but no, Calvin Ridley, I, I think you have to give some kudos to him. They obviously made a, a, a pretty astute move to bring him in. Um, and, you know, at some point you can try to double Julio, but if you're going to do that, man, Calvin Ridley, it just looks like he's going to eat people up. So that's good yeah. for Matt Ryan, but God bless. If they don't get some defense, and I know they've had a ton of injuries. I know, I know Atlanta's had a ton of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, but wow, their defense just looks atrocious. And, you know, I mean, it, it certainly hasn't been a strength of theirs over the course of the season. So it's not just this game. It's not just this game. But, you know, Giovanni Bernard had a, had a 10-yard touchdown run to put him up 14-7. to And it, it was a great effort from Bernard. But watching the replay of that, dude, that, that Falcons D just sucked. Flat out sucked. It's terrible. But, yeah, no, that, that last catch that A.J. Green made was, was smooth, man. That was a pretty thing. Bengals, by the way, 330 plus yards in each of their last five games, four and one record in that uh, during that time. So they've been on point. That was a fun game. You're right. Good call, Randy. Good call. That was a fun game. That was a fun so, game. question for you two. Yeah. Bengals, contender or pretender after the first four games, what we've seen? Um, I don't think they're a pretender, I think they're a contender. Uh, history tells, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say, oh, they're Super Bowl bound. I wouldn't say that. But I think the Bengals are a contender in the sense that um, they're going to be in the mix in their, di- in their division. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Ravens' defense has been pretty legit so far this year. I don't love Flacco, so I would imagine that's going to fall off the map at some point. But he's, at least in recent weeks, he's been pretty spot on. Defense is overachieved. So the Ravens look pretty solid. Pittsburgh, like I'm just hard pressed to think they won't figure it out and be dangerous as the season progresses, but they definitely have issues to work through. That's that's abundantly clear, and the Browns are competitive, but they're not ready to take that next step. They're not there, so I think if the Bengals are complete, they're gonna get they're gonna get Mixon back. They're gonna have a better you know complement as far as the running backs. Um, you know Tyler Boyd's had a nice beginning of the season. A losing knife it hurts, but. Um, I think they'll be able to manage it as far as that one. Uh, I think the Bengals have some nice upside. Uh, their defense needs to step it up a little bit for sure. And hopefully Vontae's perfect. Doesn't get a bunch of dumb suspensions, but you know what? He probably will He'll probably, you know, take a poop on somebody's head or something dumb. Uh, <laughs> like, when, when doesn't that happen? Yeah, he'll, get yeah, a suspension? he'll, he'll get flagged for something, you know, some random hit or, 
whatever he does, because that's what that's what Burfick does, you know. Um, yeah. But I, I think the Bengals are a contender. Um, they're not title contender, like top four. They're not there, but I think they're a contender in the division. Absolute contender. Absolute. But division or outside of it, I wouldn't call them a pretender at all. Yeah, I feel like they, I mean, yeah, they did own the Ravens earlier this year, but that's early in the season. I definitely want to see them against some tougher defenses and just oh, some sure. Sure. Teams that are on their level or a bit above just to see what they do with the adversity. You know, again, quarter mark of the season. you got a lot of football left. We'll see how it shakes out. But uh, a strong start for Cincinnati. I think they've got some upside and a contender, not a pretender. Who You know who was a pretender? Miami. That team was a they pretender. They got smoked. They were looking for their first 4-0 start since 1995. And God bless, they certainly did not find that up in New England. Uh, nope. Tom Brady, by the way, has lost three straight games once in his career. 2002. Well, it sure as didn't happen this time. No, so. it, it's been a minute. So, uh, you know, look, I mean, you got the Dolphins over there with <laughs> from 3-0 and to 3-0. and oh! Center snapping the ball, flying through Ryan Tannehill's hands. Patriots get the <laughs> fumble, you know, set up a James White touchdown. I mean, it was 17 to nothing at that point. And it's just... It, you know, that, that game had trap games slash ass whooping all over it. And, oh, yeah. I mean, Sonny Michelle was blowing up. By and, the way, Cleveland, can we get Nick Chubb some more rushes? Yeah, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> that dude was dangerous against the Raiders. Dangerous. Look. Three for a buck, oh, five, and two touchdowns, look, and he only gets three rushes? Come on, man. Can you give him at least five? <laughs> Come on. I mean, he gets nine rushes. He's got the NFL record. He might. <laughs> God bless. Um, but, I mean, speaking of Browns running backs, is any, either one of you think that Carlos Hyde got screwed on that one call? Mm-hmm. Oh, the one where it, the, it, they called it the first down and then they overturned it? Yeah. I didn't see a real close replay of it, but the angle that I saw, like, I thought that was a first. Like, had it stood, I wouldn't have been offended by it. It wasn't egregious. So, uh, but uh, you know, maybe there was an angle that showed something else—a body part down. Uh, maybe that was uh, about the forearm. When I first saw it, I, I thought that was a. Excuse me, I thought that was a first down. So, it, it didn't. Lo- did I. Didn't love them overturning it. But that's mainly because they called it the first down to begin with. Had they not yeah. called it one and they stood by it, I could have lived with that. Uh, no hate, but. You know, Raiders were a desperate team. They needed a win significantly. Yeah. Significantly. But, yeah, Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb, man, Georgia running backs, man, dropping some hammers this weekend. Dropping some absolute yeah. hammers. And kudos, by the way, to uh, Philip Dorsett, who that touchdown catch he had from Tom Brady where he caught the ball a little bit low and then he kind of tucked it in and did that somersault or flip. That oh, was, yeah. That was a pretty filthy move. I didn't think he had that in his repertoire. <laughs> that was pretty good, man. And a side note, since when is Tom Brady imitating freaking Danny Werfel? That dude had a 14-yard touchdown that looked like it traveled an 80-yard arc in the air to come down to James White. <laughs> I was like, are you freaking kidding me? That was, un- that was as what was it Emmett Smith said? Uh, impossible. I-, I can't believe he, he had that kind of thing. <laughs> it, was rid- it was ridiculous. Uh, Tom Brady, by the way, eight and one with twenty-one pass touchdowns, six interceptions in the last nine games following a loss. 
So, you know, going big on the Dolphins was a bad idea. Side note, the Dolphins, by the way, 53 yards, zero points in the first half. That sucks, y'all. They had 172. By the end of the game, they had 172. That's the fewest since 2013. And Ryan Tannehill, by the way, is 0-6 all time at New England. Five touchdowns, ten picks. So... For all the uh, for right. all the for all the Dolphins fans that were chirping, enjoy that nice cup of STFU, <laughs> courtesy of, <laughs> courtesy of New England. Because you got nothing to say on that one, man. Y'all got your ass whooped. Ass and with the emergence of Michelle whooped. and the fact that Edelman's coming back, New England is just that much more dangerous. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'll be curious to see how the rest of the season plays out. Again, I have full confidence that they will get better as the year progresses. Getting Edelman back. Shane, real quick, just out of curiosity, what is your reasonable expectation for Colts, Patriots, Thursday night football? Do you have, do you, I mean, I know you're a fan. Obviously, you're a Colts fan, so you have to have some degree of hope that it's going to turn out. But realistically? Uh, my hope is that it's a shootout because the defense isn't fully recovered from the game on Sunday, but mm-hmm. they crushed Miami, so... I'm not sure if their defense got the rest throughout the game or not. Uh, the Colts played 70 minutes, basically. So you think um, you think OT is going to hurt them? You, you you play OT, you got to recover, and then you got to fly to New England and play the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that, that's a tough draw. That's tough. To that's a tough that's, draw. That's tough sledding right there, and I mean. If they like, win, if they like, win, do they put a banner up? <laughs> I had to ask. I'm, I, no, Ryan Grigson's gone, dude. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> Just kind of curious. Uh, although that was embarrassing to begin with. Yes. M- maybe we'll get the heavy first quarter lead banner. Uh, who knows? Look at Shannon with a hot take over here. First quarter lead banner. <laughs> I like that. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I mean, Ryan Grigson's a fan, so you know. <laughs> nah, we're we, we're like James Harrison. No more participation trophies, man. No more. No, no. no more. Frank no Re- more. Reich's not going for that crap, dude. He's not going for that crap. Uh, Adele, no more. <laughs> Adele, no more. <laughs> uh, side note. Is it just me or the Jaguars crazy for for having wasted Leonard Fournette trying to play him against the Jets? Is that me or Let is that the dude rest? I mean, it's the Jets, bro. It's the Jets. I know Bortles. The Browns has... beat the Jets. You can win without Leonard Fournette. Right. Yeldon's okay. I mean, they have a compliment of some other guys. Look, Fournette's a good a good player. We I, we know that. But hamstring problems. You're playing the Jets, dude. Chill. Yeah, you let the hamstring rest, and you play the hot hand, which is I can't believe I'm saying this, Blake Bortles. Well, where, where, where the hell did this come from? It, he wasn't so hot against Tennessee, bro. But no, against the but Jets, like he the was. Other two games, a couple other games, he was just lighting it up. I know. It's every other game, so this week he'll probably suck the butt. Oh, he'll probably next be week he'll be on fire. Yeah. So this is when you run. TJ yelled it about thirty times, and. <laughs> The next week, you give him some rest and let Bortles do his thing. Well, exactly. here's the thing. Bortles better show up because is, <clears throat> isn't it Kansas City, Jacksonville this weekend? Yes. Oh, God. Yes, yeah. 
So Bortles can't have a down game. There's no way. That that defense is going to have to be on point. And side note, man, absolutely mind-blowing. Um, we've talked about Patrick Mahomes a ton. We had a good time with the voice thing uh, last week. And it, it still is amazing to me that he sounds the way that he does. It, it is it's just bizarre. And it's not even about making fun of it. It's just you hear him speak and you're like, what? Is that actually what you sound like? <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's crazy. He did say nobody imitates his voice better than Andy Reid. I would love to hear Andy Reid imitate him. <laughs> oh, I would love, I would love to hear Andy Reid imitate Patrick Mahomes. Phenomenal. That would be great radio. Yeah, I, I would love that. Well, um, we just get the guy, current guy who does Kermit the Frog. I mean, we can do that too. Again, that's a true story. So, and you know what I think is is a hoot is that somebody. Uh, I hope I hope they pulled this from a sports brew, but they said uh, somebody said Pat Mahomes' voice is a mix between Kermit the Frog and Coach Orgeron, and I can't stop laughing. Dude, listen to this crap. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I actually I mean we ran the play. I was getting through my reads, and I, I scrambled to the left, and then I kind of realized everyone else was on the other side of the field, and so I just turned it back around. And we worked scramble drill this entire training camp, and so I, those guys kept working for me, and I just threw it, found calmly in the back of the end zone, and, and he caught it, and made a good play. He still sounds so crazy. Imagine having that voice in high school, or at least finally having it crack and get to that voice in high school. E. E. <laughs> e. Side note. Yeah, no. Side note. Before Mahomes led you know, that game as far as Chiefs and the Broncos, Patrick Mahomes was out there warming up, and he was chucking up all 90 damn yards. Warming up. Throwing it 90 yards. Crazy. Crazy. I don't know anybody who's got a cannon like that. Oh. It, I mean, even, I mean, you know, we knew, we know guys like Favre and Marino and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, guys like that having that type of cannon. But nothing that I've ever heard 90 yards. We're talking almost end zone to end zone. That's yeah. ridiculous. It's pretty filthy. To me, the Mahomes missile. That's where it's oh. at, man. Well, I mean, you got to have to attribute some of that to the fact that his father was an MLB pitcher at one point. I mean, the fact that he, you know, had to develop his arm like that, so he must know something. Must have learned some tips, you know, tips or tricks from his father on how to strengthen his arm. Well, if nothing else, how to approach the game, how to approach a couple things. Uh, Side note: I I love the video on Daily Snark of Steelers. uh, Here's the headline. Steelers fans beat each other up in the stands during the <laughs> loss to Ravens on Sunday Night Football. Seriously, so y'all? Seriously. So what you're trying to say is some Bills Mafia guys snuck into the stadium and dressed up as Steelers fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. That's about Bills good. Mafia disputes that. <laughs> as they put a Steelers fan through a table. Yeah, there you go. All right? All right. Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, man. That's good. Um, By the way, has there been any team to go from the playoffs to suck in the butt more than Buffalo has in the first oh my God, four games this they're year? Terrible. They're terrible. Josh Allen had an absolutely atrocious game against Green Bay. He was rough. Did you guys see the highlight, by the way? To be honest, it was cool seeing Jimmy Graham get his first touchdown right of his Packers career and do the Lambeau Leap. You knew that was coming. You know what nobody knew was coming was Ha Ha Clinton Dix lighting up Kelvin Benjamin in the damn face, crushing his ass, 
and getting the pick from him, stealing the ball from Calvin Benjamin. I honestly don't know how the refs did not throw the flag on that because it almost looked like he led with his helmet and still got the butter. Like, oh, he was playing the ball. Well, yeah, tell, tell, tell to Calvin Benjamin who's out cold on the fucking turf. He was just done. Exactly. There you go, dude. Calvin Benjamin got lit up. His mouth, his you know mouth guard went flying out. I mean, he got crushed, crushed. Impressed that Clinton Dix somehow managed to get a pick out of that one, but that was that was rough. And I'm not gonna lie, if it wasn't for the Packers' defense, that game would have just been that much more, that much uglier than it really was. Because the Packers' offense was horrible that game. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers admitted that that offense was horrible. Well, they're not where they need to be. It's one thing to beat up on Buffalo, but you're not gonna play Buffalo every week. Exactly. First Packers shutout since 2010, by the way. So it's been a minute. Oh, shutouts aren't easy to come by. Uh, oh my God, no! Absolutely. So not. just to get one in general, I mean, is just absolutely amazing. But yeah. again, you're right. You don't play Buffalo every week, or you probably would get a shutout every week. <laughs> at, at least more often than not. Yeah. Um, as far as Mahomes, there's no way we could have a podcast about or you know be talking about Week Four in the NFL without giving some dap and some love to the Kansas City Chiefs for rolling up to Denver. Being down and coming back. They were down 10 in the fourth quarter, and they came storming back. And Mahomes had a bumpy first half. 65 yards in the first half. 239 in the second. Yeah, Denver just kept on getting in his face and getting pressure. I, I mean, but obviously, out. you know, Reed, you know, made the proper adjustments for the second half, and Mahomes was getting rid of the ball a lot quicker in the second yeah. half. But that comeback the way that the way that he led it the way that he played it the way that they worked it both as a quarterback as a team and then as a unit with the head coach on point and, oh, yeah. and they deserve kudos for that and uh, Denver fans you stay classy after flipping off cream hunt after that touchdown <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad look man it happens it's a bad look but you know, drunken fans are a-holes. If you're an NFL player, just don't even deal with them. If they're going to be abusive, just don't deal with them. So what you're saying, Justin, is they need to let it go. Yes. Okay. 100% listen to the song. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> Wait a second. I'll blame that on the alcohol. <laughs> That's what I get for, ju- for jumping tabs too quickly. There you go. Thank you. That's what I meant. That's what I meant to do. That's what I meant to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shannon, you it know. It happens. I we know. were getting close. I know. And Shannon just like, nope, I'm not letting it happen. I'd fix it. But I can't. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. See, that, that's, the, that's the risk you run, Can't man. do it. That's do a risk you run, buddy. That's tomorrow, and that Doing is it, it for live. us today. And we will leave you with a... I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. No. We'll do it live! Fuck it! We'll do it live! I'll write it, and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks!
<laughs> but you can't talk about that Chiefs Broncos game without obviously the comeback. You have that incredible interception. Um, and I don't remember the player's name off the top of my head. Um, that absolutely incredible in- interception by the Chiefs where they just went up and the, and the dude just stole the ball from the guy. Just ridiculous. Oh, um, I don't remember the player talking about. Yeah, I can't remember his name off the top of my head either. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I have it. Uh, Eric Murray. Eric Murray is who it was. Chiefs cornerback Eric Murray. That was his first career interception, by the way. Nice time. Huh. Yeah, nice timing. Oh, and, uh, you know, Denver may have actually had a chance to win that game if Demarius Thomas had actually gone all out on that la- that one play. Yeah, that, that's a tough break, yeah. man. That's a tough break because Case Keenum, he was there. Uh, how much of that is an overthrow versus the wide receiver either slowing down or giving up on a route? I'm not 100% sure. But it, had he hit him in stride, probably a walk-off touchdown. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, if you look at the replay, it almost looks like Thomas did a kind of half-ass started the route. He's going to have to own that one. This ain't Georgia Tech, baby. They're passing. Kudos to Patrick Mahomes. His story and, and what he's done and what he can be and all the hypotheticals and celebrating what he's done and, and you know, people getting rowdy. Every sports radio station, every hour has something on Patrick Mahomes. Everybody. It's crazy. It's crazy. Granted, we're local. We're, we're RVA stuff, so, you, you know, you wouldn't necessarily think that Mahomes would just be dominating airwaves, but that guy, whew, ridiculous. I mean, making look at Andy Reid like a damn genius, but we all knew that Reid is just, was always good with quarterbacks, so. Oh, yeah. That that trade, you know, he knew Mahomes was going to be ready. Mm-hmm. He knew he was going to make sure he did everything he needed to get that offense ready for him yeah. and he did right by Alex Smith by yes, trading him so he yes, could actually he start elsewhere yes, instead of being yes, the backup did. to Mahomes and so. I, I, and, I, and I would like to believe that players appreciate that uh, both a guy a young guy like Mahomes and then the veteran like uh, Alex Smith who obviously has had a couple of stops in his career but you know got got replaced in San Francisco got replaced in Kansas City um, and certainly doesn't want to be replaced in DC. But Mahomes is just nasty. Again, two real signature plays. One was that pick. But the other thing is Mahomes scrambling in the fourth quarter. Critical third down. Von Miller after that guy. And that dude switches hands. He's a right-handed quarterback. He switches hands and somehow manages to left-hand throw that thing accurately granted short distance it's not like he was covering 50 yards in the air or anything crazy but um to get that ball out not only is that arm talent it's it's understanding moment and it's being able to make a play when things break down it was disgusting wasn't Favre known for doing stuff like that oh yeah 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 and he's been retired long enough that it's easy to forget um his well his last season sucked but he got beat up, so I'm not going to hold that against him. But that that was a guy that just, with a flick of the wrist, could just put a ball in a lot of different places. You can criticize him for aggressiveness and obviously some bad turnovers, but you're going to hear a lot of people talk about Mahomes uh, in the context of Brett Favre. That's a real thing. That's a real legitimate thing. There's a, a lot of that conversation. I want to say somebody said it's, it's the F word, <laughs> Favre. 
<laughs> which kind of made me chuckle. Kind of made me chuckle. But you know that that was a that was a, a high quality win. It was an incredible comeback. I think it's a big feather in the cap for a young quarterback to have to have gone to Denver in that scenario and to have essentially stolen and taken that game from them. Kudos. Patrick Mahomes, the sips for you, buddy. And definitely going into this week, you know, going to be the game of the week with Jacksonville and Caden City. Yep. Uh, especially since he's going to be facing a defense tougher than what Denver showed him before. So this is going to be, I think this truly, I mean, don't get me wrong. Denver's defense was solid. They had a great game plan. It was just Andy Reid doing enough to make the changes in the second Look. half to give Kansas City that edge they needed to come back and take the win. Now we're talking about a team that a, that a defense that is young, hungry, and one of the best in the league. So this will be the. I feel like this is definitely going to be a very big test, and I I can't wait to watch this game. It's going to. Oh. I think it's going to be one of the games of the games of the week. Maybe could could be game of the year. You never know. It could be well, a preview of the AFC Championship. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But by far. Looking forward to the Chiefs and the Jaguars. I mean, I want you guys to remember a couple of things. All right, since 2017, NFL ranks, by the way. Patrick Mahomes, and it's early, it's early, but it's easy to run away with it. But uh, first in yards per attempt, first in pass, plus rushing yards per game, first in pass touchdowns per game, and first in passer rating. Since 2017, that's pretty filthy. Okay? (laughs) The Jaguars defense, however, first in yards per attempt. First in pass plus rush yards allowed per game. First in pass touchdowns allowed per game. And first in passer rating. Jaguars going to be ready. Rest assured, Jaguars are going to be ready. So that game I'm super looking forward to. No doubt. What else you got? I can't wait. What else you guys got? Well, another game that I'm really curious about is going to be this week. It's going to be the Monday night game. Um, I'm really curious to see... Just how the week uh, the week off for the Redskins is really going to help them against the Saints, especially since the Saints kind of have been hot and cold. They even though they're you know even though the Saints are three and one, this Saints team is not exactly what the same team that we saw last year. Well, their defense isn't as good, but they're going to get is Ingram back this week, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's back. See, and it's, it's, here's the thing. I kind of feel bad for Kamara in that respect because Why? if he was able to keep up the current pace he's on, he's looking at a thousand yards receiving, a thousand yards rushing, and he was he's technically he's on pace for 140 catches. Filthy for um, a running back. That is unheard I mean, of. He'll still get his, but I mean, it's probably a good thing workload wise that he has some of it taken off. That way, he can stay healthy for the rest of the season. But, I mean, he was really not averaging a lot of – the thing is, is a lot of the times Saints seem to be playing from behind at times, so yeah. he wasn't getting a lot of rushing attempts. He hasn't even had 60 yet in the first four games. So he's not – all of his touches really are a com- combination of receptions and runs. Huh. That's really where his touches are coming from. Because he's on par for pace for almost 400 touches, but that's between receptions and – and rushing attempts, but that doesn't account all the times that Breeze is thrown towards his yeah. general direction. So, but I'll, you know, Alan Kamara, one of the most exciting running backs in the league against a defense that 
you know, I felt showed up pretty well against a guy like Aaron Rodgers, even though we know Rodgers isn't 100%. He's We've not. seen even that he's not 100%, the man can make things happen. Yeah. No doubt. He's that still. and the Breeze watch for the record against for breaking Peyton's record this, hey. this uh, potentially this week. Side note, I want to thank Patrick Mahomes for not only leading that comeback against the Denver Broncos and sticking it to them, but for knowing when to hand it off for a touchdown at the end to preserve my victory in fantasy. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> thank, you. thank you for uh, uh, giving me some, uh, some you know, a, a letdown week, a, a mellow, gentle letdown week, as opposed to Shannon's team just murdering me with Calvin Ridley. He probably scored another, probably scored another touchdown. Uh, he Just, probably did. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. So, um, real quick, any any other kind of significant takeaways from the weekend uh, as far as week four as we're hitting the quarter pole of the NFL season? Uh, Randy, you know, big impressions, takeaways, thoughts, any of that stuff from, uh, from what we've seen so far and what you think is going to happen going forward? The fact that by week four, after week four, we've only got two undefeated teams left, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that one of them is Kansas City, I didn't see that coming. Their defense is terrible. Uh, Don't expect it to hold, but God bless that offense is but good. The Rams being undefeated, I yeah. hate it, but I saw it coming because that team, I, I'm not going to – I hate saying it, but I really think they have a really good shot at being the NFC representative in the Super Bowl this year. Woo. The way the way they're playing, the way that defense is playing, that yeah. the way Goff has improved – from over last year, because I mean, I mean, you got to give so much credit to what McVeigh's done to that offense and that team in general. It's just absolutely mind-boggling how good this team is. <laughs> but there's still a lot of question marks. There's still a lot of teams yeah, we really are. don't know who there they are, are yet. There's, there's just, just at this point, it's like, I mean, are we going to know by week eight or even week six at this point? Because this is this is amazing to think that we've had so many close games so many overtime games so many it's shit ties yeah it, it, it just it's it's like that whole thing about parody that everybody talks about it's like finally we're starting to see it we're finally starting to see that there really isn't unless you're buffalo um there really isn't that big of a difference between <laughs> the worst team and the best team it's just like they're just a few pieces away and it's it's really exciting even amidst all the crap that everybody bitches, pisses, and moans about when it comes to the NFL. Yeah. If you look at it as a whole and look at what we're getting so far, we're getting some amazing football this year. We've gotten some incredible stuff. And we're going to look back, uh, I think, really fondly at certain parts of this year. Uh, we're going to think of big plays, big moments, big turnarounds, big surprises. Uh, Mahomes is going to get a lot of love. God bless. He's going to deserve it. I, I, I still just can't get that picture out of my head that that slice of time where von miller is just bringing the heat and trying to get to that guy he switches hands and just lobs that freaking ball out of there with his left hand and see that that's the thing that's the thing when people talk about far it's stuff like that where you know mm-hmm. you do it on the fly and you can you can be critical of brett far for a lot of stuff yeah he had some ugly big time big game big time picks he did but when people talk about, oh, he was having fun out there, and oh, he was the gunslinger, and he was all that stuff, and he was. It's one of the things I loved about him. But you had to take some of the bad with the good and with the great. And he had some, ba- he had some bad in him. <laughs> you know, he did. 
Uh, and some of that was either a brain fart or a bad moment or, you know, quite frankly, that's a guy that carried some pretty marginal Packers teams uh, to some big stuff. So, got just Mahomes just has, you know, whatever, however you define it, and when you're talking about that factor, that kid's got a lot of it. And I think the comparisons are going to continue. I think the far thing will continue because, look, you have a tie. You, you kind of have a little tree, a little relationship, a little tie-in with Andy Reid. And Andy Reid obviously spent some time with Brett Favre. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and Brett had his own special way of dealing with stuff. Very, fu- very funny guy, by the way. Um, hilarious. Some of the NFL films, like sideline things, where they have him like BSing with people. Hilarious. Uh, Mahomes seems like he's a pretty level-headed dude, obviously with a dad that grew up as, you know, growing up with a dad that was a professional athlete. He learned how to handle a lot of, a lot of those things. As long as his ego doesn't get in his own way, he, he's going to be fine. The arm talent is there. The playmaking ability under pressure clearly is there. Uh, the old proverbial gunslinger slash, you shouldn't make that throw kind of pass. He has that, except he can actually make that damn throw. There's a lot of quarterbacks that don't dare throw some of the things that he's done, but he can actually make it. There was one play in that game. I want to say he was he 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 was going left, and he was almost running like sideways slash backwards and threw it back across the field to the opposite hash mark. I think it was to Kelsey. I mean, there are some throws that guy makes that I don't even think the AI in Madden could handle the right way. I mean, he's just he's just filthy. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that continues over the rest of the season. But just prepare yourself for a lot of comparisons to other people. I think Favre's going to come up a lot because of his arm strength, because of his arm talent, and because of that making stuff up on the fly. You know what I mean? And doing things in the heat of the moment. Favre's thing, obviously, you know, the detraction was some of the turnovers and big moments. It's still very early for Mahomes. He hasn't shown himself to be turnover prone as of yet, so who knows? But the gunslinger slash heat of the moment slash rando shovel pass or rando change hands, I'm going to get it out there. That's almost an instinctual kind of thing. I don't I don't know that you can really teach that. Uh, that guy seems to have really interesting uh, just football instincts. He's going to continue to be a really, 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 really fun watch. I understand the far why Brett comes up a lot in conversation, but whoo, I do remember some bad Brett turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy, but he had some ugly, ugly, ugly turnovers in big, big critical moments. But still, my favorite. Alan, when you want to win as bad as he does, he did at the time, and he mm-hmm. would just I can make this throw, and just yep. also like, oh shit, I guess I can't make that throw. Well, I a mean, lot, it's just <laughs> a lot of times he could. The thing was, a lot of times Brett could, and, and where Mahomes has a distinct advantage is is just again the skill position and talent that he's got around him. Hill, Watkins, Kelsey. I mean, you can start listing out just like I mean they they've got some pretty significant skill position depth and talent in Kansas City. Their defense looks like a dumpster fire, so they're going to have to score a lot. But clearly, they know that. <laughs> clearly, they know that. And it, look, quarter pole of the season, it, it, we're circling back down, back around to Mahomes because that is probably one of the most compelling, one of the most significant storylines in the NFL this year. 
if the Chiefs offense and what Patrick Mahomes has done, what Andy Reid has done to put him in position to play well, what he's done to execute, and just the lasers that guy's throwing all, all over the field. Just ridiculous. That comeback against Denver was filthy. It had a terrible first half. And being able to overcome that and then come back and then take that game, that speaks volumes. Because oh, yeah. they could have fold, they could have folded up, you know, closed up shop, folded up the tents. They didn't do that. So I don't know that that Kansas City law that we've seen in years past. I don't know that we're going to see that this year. So uh, kudos to them, just fantastic. So uh, I was going to drop something super random in the podcast, but maybe we should save that for uh, when Mark is back. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, and we'll just close out with some of our normal stuff. And that's okay. That's okay. Shannon, any, any other big takeaways for you for uh, quarter pole, quarter stick, quarter mark, quarter way through the um, season? Uh, James Franklin, don't call an inside zone on fourth and five against Ohio State. That's a bad idea, dude. That's a bold strategy. It's uh, it, it may work on the easy level on NCAA or Madden, but it ain't yeah. working in real life. Not working in real life. Hey, guess what? Um, tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... <laughs> I, I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live! Fuck it! You got nothing! Do it live! Out, man. I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live! <laughs> Advice to Davos Sweeney. There it is. Should have named Trevor Lawrence the starter... After the Syracuse game. That way, Kelly Bryant would have been committed for the entire season. You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> Ooh, thanks, Sam. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. A little dab from Sam Jackson. Yeah, Thank too you, late. Sam. Too late now. But you know what? He did right by him. He did. He, he did. did. He did right by the player. And I, and I think that other players will respect that. Uh, it's a tough break for them this year, depending on, obviously, his status going forward. But... Not everybody can do what Alabama's doing with Tua and you know Jalen Hurst. I mean that, that that's he, ju- that's just bananas, by the way. It is. Jalen Hurst got a standing ovation from the Bama crowd, which he absolutely should deserves. Have. Deserves. It, deserves. And uh, you know what? It just goes to show that you know he he understands it. There he does. Could be a time that Tua takes a free hit. And he may need to step up. It may be the national championship game, mm-hmm. you know. Tua may be ineffective or gets hurt, and then Jalen's got to step in. You know, so I, I give Jalen Hurts a ton of credit for sticking with it. I mean, he's going to earn his degree anyway Yep. Uh, in December. So yep. worst case, you just gra- uh, graduate transfer in the spring, you know. And uh, for D-Stat, Kentucky plus 5.5.5 at Texas A&M this weekend. Woo! Sorry, y'all. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Good Lord. No. Make right. it stop. <laughs> Let's give Shannon the earworm so that when he goes to sleep, this is all he dreams about. <laughs> oh, and um, Friday for me, uh, happy 16th anniversary, Amber. Thank you for putting Woo! up with me. Wow. Thank you for putting up with me for 16 years. You're a saint. Oh, my God. 
Dude, tip of the cap to Amber. Oh, yeah. By the way, oh, and uh, I do want to thank Donald Trump for finally sending a text to his daughter, Tiffany Trump. Oh. Granted. (laughs) Granted. (laughs) Granted, it was a a nationwide alert, but uh, hey, it counts for something. (laughs) Hey, how does this work? Oops, I hit everybody. (laughs) Oh, Shannon, by the way. I think this tied oh, wow. into something you mentioned earlier. The Falcons are the first team since the 1966 New York Giants to lose back-to-back games while scoring 36 or more points. Oh, my goodness. The only two teams in NFL history to do that. Congratulations. You made history. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Perhaps the only person with more painful losses as of late might be Scott Frost in Nebraska. but Oh, <laughs> may. Hey, and good luck this week going to Wisconsin. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. that that no, not happening, not happening. That that's that's done. That's oh and five. Uh, yeah, the butt suck train shall continue. Yeah, so uh, that, yeah, that, that's all there is to that. <laughs> Oh, okay, gentlemen. Well, let's get the hell out of here. Let's let everybody shut it down. Uh, Shannon, have a good time with family this week. I know you got some people coming in from out of town, so kudos and uh, happy uh, happy anniversary uh, in its own way. And also a real quick shout out to uh, my wife Sarah. Man, good job. <laughs> I know I can't believe I'm going to mention this in the podcast, but we're uh, real big juice plusers, and Sarah uh, uh, does sell it. And she's now uh, she worked her way up, and she's now a sales coordinator, which is a big deal. Um, very, very cool. She's busted her hump, um, and worked really hard at that. So Sarah, good job. Kudos to you. And, uh, I'll keep, uh, you know, it's how I get through the podcast, right? And wake up and I'm all refreshed and I can power through my next day, man. Uh, juice plus baby. Good job. <laughs> that That's cheap how I, plug, cheap plug, cheap plug, cheap plug, man. That, 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 that's how I, that's how I survive on four hours of sleep. Uh, working uh, uh, busy days and having two kids, man. <laughs> Understood, bro. Understood. <laughs> Hell yeah. You got knocked the fuck out, man. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Anyway, from all of us, all of you, and I will save that. I, I really had had one thing queued up in particular that I wanted to share with D-Stat, so you know what? I'm glad we didn't get to it. Because I thought about dropping it in earlier, but no, I, I think we need to save it because it's it's it's, yes. it's it's a treasure. It's a treasure. I must have rewatched the video fifteen times, and I was like, <laughs> "We got to do it. We got to do it. We got to play it. We got to do it." So you know what? Uh, hopefully next week these stats on board, and he's not naps that. Uh, who who are the Giants playing next week? Anybody got a schedule up in front of them? Oh God! Let me see. Uh, G man. Uh, Carolina at Carolina. Oh, that's Ooh. that's that's, that's mm. Mm. off the bye week. By the way. Mm. Oh yeah, that's gonna be rough. That's that's tough sledding right there. That's yep. tough sledding right there. Already seven point underdogs. Yeah, it's probably not gonna end well. So I I was thinking there was some upside there. We may be wrong about that. And I can't believe I had a story that I can't believe I didn't text it to myself. I'm so disappointed. It was one of those typos where newscasters are reading. Oh, the the chart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I thought I sent that to, sent that to myself. I was totally gonna read that in, in dedication of DStat not showing up. But uh, do you have it? Isn't it sports food chat? So yeah, maybe we can. I was chat, I yeah. was is it? I was looking for it. Yeah, I threw it in the brew chat earlier. Oh man, I don't see that thing. Is it the video? Oh, that's the poo video. Oh, that's one of the things I have too. Oh, dude. Yes. Yeah, dude, it's glorious. That's that's so fantastic. A, a California boy survives a shark attack, and doctors say it was a miracle he did. That's what you were looking for. It, it was, but I thought we had. I, I thought I had a video or something of it pulled up, but uh, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> the the woman with her moose droppings. Yeah, selling that, them. That one's great. We're saving that for later, man. Okay. All right. I have a different station's coverage of it. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's very much crust in the wind. It's a keeper. Oh. It, it's a keeper. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a keeper. So when, Oh that is outstanding. Yeah, th- there it is. All right, anyway, from all of us, all of you, we are the Sports Brew. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, glad we could uh, run through some beverages and have a good time tonight. So, Shannon, go get some rest. Uh, Randy, go get some rest. And everybody else, uh, thanks for putting up with our, our silly selves along the way of the journey. Um, anyway, as always, you can find us keywords, sports and brew. <laughs> our main feed on Podbean. Obviously, uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com. There's other services too, man. Keywords of sports and brew. But from all of us to all of you, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football. Have a great time. I hope the Redskins don't go full butt suck freaking express on Monday Night Football. I really do. I'm going to hate it if they just suck against the Saints. Especially since we gave uh, Mark and the Giants grief. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, there's no shame in losing to the Saints, but we're going to give you a whole bunch of freaking grief. So if they suck ass, I'll deserve a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of payback on that one. And that's okay. Can't be as bad as the Dolphins did against the Patriots, that's for sure. Can't be that, <laughs> that freaking bad. But Oof. you never know. You never know. But anyway, from all of us, all of you, and enjoy your weekend. And we'll catch you next week. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace out. Good night now. Good night. See ya. Enjoy that anniversary, Shannon. Planning on it, bro. Going to the mountains, gonna hit up the 151 this weekend. Hell yeah. I would hope you would bring back some four paws with you when you since you're heading that way. I might have to, bro. I'd totally forgotten about the four paws, but I will, you, and I will help you finish it too. Now that you mention it. Yeah, buddy. Bro, come on, man. There you go. <laughs> you got this, bro. You got this, brother. All right, guys. Go get some rest. We'll catch you later. From all of us, all of you, good night. Catch on the flip side. Good night now. Peace. Late. <laughs>